New year, new boys. Listen to these three brand new boys talk about the good, the bad, and the interesting, and all sorts of music here on Joyce Eclectic. Boys, boys, boys. Let's get to it. Fwam, fwam, fwam. Fwam, fwam, fwam. All boys. these brand new boys. Three hey, new I'm boys. New Parker. Hey, I'm Mart, <laughs> and I'm Tad. <laughs> We've got Parker, really good Parker. names. New Parker. It's like Martel? New Jersey. Just Mart. Mart. Just Mart. Martel. Excuse me. I needed Martel to rationalize it into an actual name. Martel the tail with shoes on. Somebody just got named. Well, I really like going to the quick Mart, so we'll just name you Mart. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Somebody else. Oh, okay. You have to tell. I mean, you don't have to, but Matt, you were telling a story about one of your students' names um, at lunch the other day, and it made me laugh. Oh, oh, Ed Dashelise. That's the one. That one. Does she have a hyphen in her name? Yeah. Yes. Thank no, you. No, it's not a hyphen. She had an apostrophe oh, in her name. Oh, but excuse the, me. No. The apostrophe I, I, I was like dash. pronounced dash. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So it was Ed apostrophe Shalise, pronounced mm-hmm. Ed dash Shalise. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> interestingly, yeah. there, there was always the story of a girl in Cookville whose Ladasha? name was L hyphen A, and she uh-huh. her name was supposed to be Ladasha. Yeah. And it was kind of like, <laughs> yep. But why? But that's even better because it's not it's even an a dash. apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's what she wanted to be called. Like, there was never any shortening that, like, to Shalise or uh-huh. Ed or anything like that, which I think... And a, a girl being called Ed would would be kind of cool. I think I'd call a girl her named Ed. A girl named Yo, Ed. Yo, Apos, get over here. Apos. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I, for those of you who don't know, I used to be a teacher, and yep. there were a lot of students that had really weird names. Uh, but yeah, Kids that, these just days. I mean, yep. I don't know. Parents just think like, I need my kid to have the most original name because yeah. no one else has that name, and that'll make my kid special. Yeah, and that's fine. I have nothing against like unique names and just make sure that they're pronounceable i yeah. guess just reasonable like and don't get like kind of self-fulfilling there. prophecies i feel like because mm. if you give your kid mm. a really weird name like they're gonna be really weird yep yeah. so my parents when they were naming us can't so my other options besides parker was baxter and hunter and aren't you so glad they didn't go with Baxter? So glad because you would have had be a so many like a, just literally, just, I, just literally a dog. A <laughs> and yeah, um, but they went through and any names that they thought of, they were like, okay, what jokes can we think of of that name? And the more they could think of, pretty much like the less they sure. you know pick that name or whatever. The irony is that the way we pronounced my name in French when we were in France is Parker, which also means by heart, oh. which isn't like it's not that bad, but That's like you. A hundred percent. Kids all the time would be like, "Hey Parker, t'as pris tes leçons par cœur?" Which is like, "Hey Parker, did you learn your lessons by heart?" <laughs> that's cool. And that's I, better than Porker. Parker. Oh, totally. Yes, that was the Porker. one they were. They're like, "What if he gets fat?" And people call him Porker. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "We'll take the risk." Yeah. <laughs> so luckily, uh, you know, everything turned out so alright. They right. fed him nothing but string beans and <laughs> kale. They fed me nothing but cake. Nothing, nothing but cake. Yeah. Nothing but cakes. Was that a nothing but cakes? hundred percent. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. place. Expensive you know, place. Also, Peter yeah. Porker. 
Oh the, my goodness, that movie was so Spider-Man. good. I saw that anyway, with you guys. You did see that with Another us. update to, uh, hey everybody, happy new year. This is just so much fun. New year's, new boys! New boys, new Parker! <laughs> Back and better than ever. Um, another update is Matt, as of nope. tomorrow, well, as of Friday, is no longer working at the same place that I'm working at. We're working at different places now. But it's, a, it's an upgrade for him. It's a downgrade for me because I get to lose a Matt, but at least I still get He's to see him. He's dead to you now. I yeah. mean... Yeah. We're yeah. going to invite him over for the podcast and then put him in another room and not talk yeah. to him. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's all right. Like, we're going to give you a microphone, but not give you any headphones or anything, so you won't be able to hear us. You just have to, like, so what I've been listening to this week. <laughs> that's like, uh, we've played Drawful before mm-hmm. and have, so, like, somebody had to go step out to go to the bathroom and just keep playing without them, mm-hmm. and they have to get... It, whatever the concept of drawful is too complicated to bother to explain on yeah. the show but it's a game and you use your phone and a console and stuff and it gets played on the tv you kind of have to see the tv for like yes it for to go well 100 yeah. but yeah. we just keep playing it anyway and so like <laughs> you have to write down your guess as to what a picture is pretty much and so somebody's you know all these other guesses are all like looks kind of like a peanut so it's something with peanut in it and then one of the guesses obviously from the person in the bathroom was like oh brain stems i wonder I mean, if that maybe. was them <laughs> turns out that one was right it wasn't a peanut at all long oh, crazy brainstem brainstem what's a brainstem look like this is a music review podcast it's kind of like a celery stalk kind of thing <laughs> is it is it music review do we review music we don't really here? well i mean i guess we mm. critique sometimes sure yeah. and say mean spirited like, things <laughs> about something music no, mostly from no. me we keep it we keep it i, I try to keep it jovial but show. man yeah. i have i <laughs> came off pretty grinchy in that christmas episode <laughs> I, I've, okay I side note episode, like, i've heard man, a lot of good feedback about the christmas <laughs> one which i was a little surprised by because of really? how down on christmas music we yeah. were <laughs> that's why it was so popular everybody's secretly I will sick stand of by that i was music. the least down on christmas music but even at that it wasn't like i was you know hyping it up well at sure all. So but, this is, is this yeah. this can be our Christmas episode part two, and this will all be positive Christmas episodes. <laughs> I have some bad news for you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got all yeah. of my positive Christmas no, music actually, reviews out in that episode. Like I don't know. Normally, yeah. when Christmas time comes around, and then it's like January again, and it's over, I'm like kind of still wanting it because I feel like I didn't get like enough Christmas. But this year. I felt completely satisfied, and I was like, okay, I'm glad Christmas is over. Like, I was actually looking forward to New Year in January. So I found, personal experience, I feel like just in the U.S. in general, it's like Christmas, or all the seasons start as soon as the last one ended, more or less. Like, they put out Valentine's stuff. Oh, sure. Yep. Already, which is It's always whatever marketable holiday is coming up. Exactly. So, but I just, like... I do feel like you, by the time the holiday rolls around, you're so sick of it. And so I feel like especially that with Christmas versus, I don't know, at least maybe it's just a time thing. Maybe it used to be like this year too, but at least I felt like growing up, it was like Christmas didn't really start until at least December Mm -hmm, that stuff would start going up. And then you've got a month or so and you still, yeah, kind of want it afterwards, but I don't know. I would rather the season be over and me want more of it than yep. for me to be sick of it. Yep, hundred percent. To be so that's why I prefer ideally to wait and put Christmas decorations up until later. But yeah. I've got a wife that feels opposite, and you know I like my wife, so we end up just doing her thing. Yeah. <laughs> In I like that regard, too. we actually didn't put that much Christmas stuff up this year because mm-hmm. we have a very young cat, and oh, our cat true. was already fighting our tree <laughs> with zero ornaments <laughs> and like only half functioning lights on it, <laughs> and so it was like, well. 
We're not going to put new lights on it if she's just going to fight it. How come yeah. only the top of the tree is decorated, Chad? <laughs> Good reason. Even we we yeah. literally put our tree up and never decorated it That's because it was, the lights all went out in yep. the first like week it was Ugh. up because probably because our cat and two like I mean it had been up for less than a day and I was mm-hmm. sitting out in our living room playing uh, a game and she pulled it over. She like climbed up. <laughs> I looked over because I heard it kind of like start to move and I look over and she's halfway like in the middle of the tree. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it's just falling towards her. And I was like, crap, crap, crap. I am decoration uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You put up no decoration. <laughs> Here's me. Yeah, we didn't do many things. We, we put up a tree and like a couple like garland, garlands. Uh-huh. I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever they're called. And yeah, like some twinkly like lights. Long yeah. wreath kind of like things. on the mantle. And yeah. Mud. Yeah, we, we did do that. We didn't that. do anything yeah. outside. Like all my neighbors did stuff outside. So we were kind of like the crappy house. Yeah. I don't know. Christmas with the cranks. Yeah, totally. But we live in a cul-de-sac, so no one drives by and sees sure. our lights anyway. Totally. I kind of feel like it's a waste of time. You know, we, you're not wrong. We yeah. put a couple of things. We went to Big Lots and got like uh, these like stick in snowflake lights that have you know little hey, solar yeah. panels on and yeah. they would have worked really well except that they barely hold charge at all so it's like uh-huh. they charge all day and then they come on at night for about an hour oh man and then they just kind of like yep. get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer <laughs> ours <laughs> yeah ours plugged in so we just kept ours sure plugged yeah. in and mm-hmm. you know yeah that sweet kind of music review podcast man, so a good old time uh, good times so, yeah christmas season is over and done with yes. but so we're gonna do something a little bit new since it is a new year and at the end of the year you know spotify always does like a spotify wrapped kind of thing where they how show long, you how some, many years has it done that this is the second guess. year that okay. i've known about it i don't know if they had as one far as i know it started in 2017 okay because okay. yeah. i don't remember 2016 and is this the the first year of because is this the first year that it's had both of the playlists so they the last year they did one that was like your top 100 songs or however many songs or whatever Mm -hmm. but the taste breakers one is new okay i I don't remember seeing that from last year i appreciate i I appreciate we'll talk about that one more Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah Yeah. so it's kind of a fun time if you don't know about it if you're a spotify user at all like you know you you listen to stuff all year and you like follow artists and do all this different stuff and like things and listen to stuff and spotify keeps up with all those statistics um a for data mining purposes and probably for selling <laughs> user data yep. um, because they're a company and they're trying to make money, but also because they can do cool things like share statistics with artists. And mm-hmm. I know there's, there's even a separate 20, 20, whatever wrapped for artists on Spotify. Yes. Oh, so yeah. wait, uh, what? if you have your mm-hmm. music on Spotify, they will send you like your statistics, a different one. Like, oh, that's like yeah. a similar kind of thing. Like another 10 pages of slides of different mm-hmm. stuff about that's the, cool. the listening side of it, but it's about people who listen to your stuff right. or how like yeah. your stuff charted internally with Spotify. I like that a lot. Which is um, really neat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm friends with no big deal. Mm-hmm. He goes to yeah. our church. And so like I was talking to him one oh, night about nice. it. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to him one night and he was showing me like some of it like, Oh yeah, you know, this is how all, mm-hmm. all of the Spotify stuff looks for him. And I was like, Oh, that's really neat. Um, but yeah, fun so to have him on the show sometime. I yeah, he's that great. At some point. Yeah, he's a yeah. really personable guy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but anyways, so it'll it'll take you through all these different statistics and like last year's it was a little bit different too because it had some like different categories of things that it would show you. But one the two like I don't know maybe like the three biggest things for me from these wrapped stuff uh-huh. is a the playlist of your top songs because then it's like oh this is just a playlist of songs that i really like yeah, yeah. <laughs> or some stuff that i learned and songs that i really like yeah. um yeah there we'll were some that. like church songs mm-hmm. mixed in that it's like i don't really care for this song but i had to listen to it a whole bunch to learn how to play it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh um or n- then there was the taste breakers one this mm-hmm. year which is like instead of it being stuff you already like it's supposed to be 
stuff from genres that you don't really listen to that you might be interested yeah, stuff in. Stuff like barely outside your wheelhouse or like yeah. Yeah. in someone kind else's like one degree removed. So yeah. it's not like, you know, if you listen to a lot of country, then they're going to throw a lot of hip hop in your face. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like, it's it's going to be outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. kind of what, stuff. What it probably is literally, because I know Spotify does this with like your Discover Weekly kind of stuff and, and things like that, yeah. is where they'll take, okay, this person listens to this thing you have in common with them, uh-huh. but they mm-hmm. also listen to this other right. thing too. And so and there's we're a lot of people messages. that overlap in, yeah, sure. in all yeah. these other ones, but mm-hmm. not, but you happen to not in it, that extra it's, thing. It's kind of like related artists. The related right. artist page on Spotify is that it's yep. right. a lot of people who listen to this also listen to these mm-hmm. bands. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of recommending you stuff based on that. Yeah. Some of it, some of it's kind of goofy, um, <laughs> but then the other, yeah. the other thing that I really like from the rap is that it gives you like your five top artists and top songs and like how many hour or mm-hmm. minutes of uh, yeah, it, music it, you listen it to. It can get pretty, like pretty detailed. Like, uh, I remember going through mine and it'll tell you, yeah, your top, your top five artists, uh, top five songs are like, it'll tell you how often you listen to, like how many minutes you listen mm-hmm. to music. And it'll also tell you how, uh, how different your tastes were yeah. than than other Spotify users. Like, Wait, what? So, for example, I, didn't see that. I listened to eighty four percent more non mainstream music than other Spotify <laughs> listeners. So, like, I broke away eighty four percent, which I, uh, I guess is cool. I, I got ninety seven percent because all I listen to is stupid post rock stuff <laughs> or J pop like, or, or J-pop. progressive metal or, so or I was, something. I was going on like where does it show that? I'm a, I want to find that. It's real on quick. the yeah. like, if you do if you type in 2018wrapped.com yeah. it'll show you like slides of some different mm-hmm. information so. it'll also you let talk. you tweet your your uh, most listened to artists mm-hmm. and like tell them like hey I listen to you more than anybody else and hey, I almost cool. did that and then I was like no they're not gonna care because I'm sure like hundreds of other people are sure. doing that yeah. but um, yeah it was it was neat uh, and it was it like I guess it could be kind of scary because I I listen to a lot of stuff that not not that I'm like ashamed of, but stuff that I know I've listened to many times before, and I feel like uh, when I when I get that that wrapped, I'm like, okay, I spent like <laughs> five thousand minutes listening to you know of Montreal. I, I yeah, like, sure, oh, that's a little too much. <laughs> yeah, like I need to I need to branch out a little more. But it's really funny because both of the last two years, my like at least one or two of my top artists have been people that I found that year and mm. like got really into all of the sudden because then I started like listening to it a lot like this year animals as leaders was mm-hmm. very high on that yep. list and and it's because like i got super into them at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year last year it was pianos become the teeth which yeah. i got super into them and that's like basically all i listen to at the end of the year um mm-hmm. and then it, it's just always kind of funny yeah we should pause it so you oh my gosh i know i'm, I'm gonna share this immediately <laughs> oh buddy okay so here's the problem is we use my spotify <laughs> We use my Spotify for all of our uh, oh, for all the joys of collective stuff, which I yes. think in 2019 I'm gonna do that differently. Yeah, <laughs> New because both that and some other reasons that we'll get into later. Man, that's um, funny. The oh, first, the first thing that so comes up. Too. <laughs> you started 2018 by listening to "Fine Again" by Seether, and the find and the first artist you discovered was Seether. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> I cannot oh, even. So good. Oh my goodness! Sick, bro. Yeah, no, that's awful. Okay. Do you remember uh, what yours was? Yeah. For that yeah, one? I got, I got all my, my, my first. Yeah, the first, for your first. I was just curious. Was, since, uh, since Parker's going through it anyways, yep. I'm, I'm curious. The next one is: Can you guess how many minutes you spent listening this year? What do you guys think? There's, Ooh. it's either fifty nine or five thousand nine hundred, four thousand nine hundred, three thousand one hundred ninety. 
you listen to four thousand. Yeah, I think it's forty nine oh nine. Yeah, I'm gonna guess thirty one ninety. Oh. 4909, sure I th- enough. I think it's always the middle number. It's, I figure, <laughs> yeah. I think they just always give you That's uh, t- 2,493% more minutes than last year. Wow. Talk about overachieving. <laughs> yeah, I didn't use Spotify much the previous year, I guess. Um, moving right along. Punch Brothers that was... Sense. There you go. I spent five hours listening five to hours. Punch Brothers. Uh, yeah, neat. Cool. When when he considered like the whole year, I don't know, is five hours a lot or is it... The th- I... <sighs> Yeah, I don't spend because like even at work when I whereas I used to listen to a lot of music while I was doing work stuff. Mm-hmm. More recently, I've been wa- like listening to other podcasts or that kind of stuff. So honestly, like my amount of music listenership is lower than it has been. in mine was definitely a little time. bit skewed because of that, yeah. because this year had about two months where I was working at the coffee shop. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when I work at the coffee shop my phone is constantly yep. playing music from Spotify and it's like this big playlist that I made. For yep. And yeah. so some of my top artists are probably like, I didn't actually like consciously listen to this. Mm-hmm. It was just on it a playlist on. that I was yeah. playing constantly. And I mean like as and far as it's got pretty crazy because of that. Yeah. And when I, when I drive also, I end up listening to more podcasts than music, partly mm-hmm. because I get sleepy when I drive. Oh sure. And yeah. Podcasts help me stay focused more so than music. It's something does. To actually like latch yeah. On to well this year, the, uh, the, the rap also told you how many podcasts, Podcast you listen to? And I don't listen to them on Spotify. Yeah, I, know. I, I so use a different app. I, there's one podcast that I use for Spotify. I use and it's only on Spotify, and that's yeah. So uh, was the besties. My first, um, I'm on. I'm on my thing right now. Just FYI, uh, mm-hmm. was the Bee Gees. Oh, nice. The Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. That was the first thing I listened to uh-huh. in January, and I know exactly why because last year I made a New Year's playlist when we had uh, oh, yeah. people over in 2017, and I put quite a bit of BGS on there. So uh-huh. at midnight, I'm sure that's what was playing. That'll do it. Indeed. My my first uh, of this year. I started 2018 by listening to Formations by Disasterpiece, which is from the Fez soundtrack, and that's not shook. Holy junk, man. I am listening to non-mainstream artists Holy 105% more than the average Spotify listener. Dang, dude. How is that even? That's... Hmm? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, so I guess you're actually the only person I've artists. talked to about this yeah. so far that has a higher number than me, by the way. So hey, congratulations. look at that. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because some of the stuff that I listen to, like the more mainstream stuff that I listen to, I guess maybe technically still falls outside of like, quote unquote, the mainstream stuff because it's like May's albums from, you know, 10 years ago or so. So like, yeah, maybe that doesn't quite count. Whereas I would feel like that's that's pretty, you know, it is hard to know what it considers mainstream. Yeah, because it's Mm. stuff that's it's stuff that's really approachable. Sure. But not necessarily, I guess, actually like like, really popular artists. Yes. Right. right. Doesn't get a lot of plays like um, May's new single that came out this year. Five Mm. Light Years is on is number like five on my top 100. Mm. But um, the song didn't end up getting that. It's like probably got, I don't know, 100, 200,000 plays on Spotify, Mm -hmm. which like new singles it's not a lot. get millions yeah. <laughs> you know so right. that's you know fairly low in the scale, grand scheme yeah. of things i wish it were more than that but mm. so uh <laughs> my minutes uh grand total the 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 literal minutes that i spent listening yep. to music was fifty four thousand six hundred twenty one. Fifty four thousand. wow i don't know how it got that that's high really that's more than 10 times how much i listen to music on spotify if, this if year podcasts are a part of that like if that if probably that's I mean, taken if you listen to them on spotify I, yeah. I think it would be because yep. i spent twenty four thousand. yep yeah 
Yeah, I spent Again, that's coffee shop stuff. That's mm, I, yeah, I would right. work like eight hour shifts. Yeah, and Spotify. And I mean, the, when the I'm the sitting time. at my desk, even if I don't have my headphones in, like my Spotify is always going. Like I hardly ever pause it. So I don't think like I actively listen to that well, much. Sure, but yeah. Yeah. that's how long it was going. Yeah. For. <laughs> yeah. So here I'll um. The, the, those were the main stats that I wanted to see on here because I was just curious about those. What was your most listened to uh, artist? Most listened Punch to artist was Punch Brothers. Oh, Punch Brothers. Okay. Um, but then uh, top song. Okay, so here, let's go ahead and get into the uh, one of the parts of it that I thought was interesting. So there's the two playlists, the one mm-hmm. that's your top 2018 songs, mm-hmm. that's top 100 songs, and then the Taste Breakers one. So in the top 100 songs, mine was unfortunately like really skewed by a number of things. A, again, I just haven't been listening to like, I, I haven't been spending as much of my time having back or music be a thing in the background as much as yeah. podcasts and stuff. Yeah. So that's a thing. But then I've been using music a lot for like projects of sorts. For example, like, playing drums to and practicing mm-hmm. yeah. in that sense or uh, practicing songs for shows or whatever. So my top hundred songs is like littered with stuff that I was learning. I was practicing. I was just playing yeah. along with as opposed to like the music that I specifically really like. So like the number one song was hide and seek by Imogen. Yeah. Heath. Not because <laughs> it's not a good song. Like that's, it's a great song, sure. but because I was doing a, I was playing drums to mm-hmm. it for a thing mm-hmm. and if you know hide and seek at all, it took a long time to nail that down. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of weird timing stuff yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Cause it's very like freeform or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. What did you guys think about the top hundred or were you surprised by any of the ones that were in yours? I mean, Chad, you mentioned that there were some like yeah. worship songs or for whatever. Most, for the most part, it was fairly true to like the things that I actually listened to, but yeah, there were, there were definitely a few like worship songs or just random mm-hmm. songs that I was like learning mm-hmm. for one thing or another that, that found their way on there. So it's like, yeah, I'll just skip that. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really need to listen to an eight minute yeah. song of this. Or especially like the songs that I had to learn drums for for church because that required me to listen to yeah. things a lot more frequently than right. if I'm playing guitar for a mm-hmm. song or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I was not surprised at all by my top hundred <laughs> or or anything like that. Um, my yeah, my top artists were very predictable because I knew that like I I was obsessed with pretty much all these guys at a certain point throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, top songs same thing. I mean, it's pretty much like here's your top five artists and then your top five songs are more or less like songs by those artists. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I, I was kind of disappointed in myself for not making like that many new discoveries this year that I stuck with. Mm. Like I really took, I mean, cause this is the first year that I've actively like been on Spotify and that has been my main mm-hmm. consumption of, of music. Yeah. Um, like the first year that I'm not on Pandora or like I've listened to less, vinyl or like way less radio uh, than, than i have in previous years because i actually started paying for spotify Good. this year yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is great pretty bad uh, <laughs> oh no radio is terrible and not like i was listening to much radio before but oh side note okay i was trying to remember what it was we're coming right back to that but this is really radio related my mom mentioned to me again my parents still live in belgium and they'll listen to dutch radio stations a lot because <laughs> there's french radio stations and dutch radio stations and the french ones a lot of French culture tends to stick to itself where mm-hmm. like it, it'll be French TV shows and stuff. And, uh, it's fairly isolated. Yeah. So or the radio is the same way. It's a lot, a lot of French music, whatever. Whereas the Dutch stuff is like, man, let's just pull great music from everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they were listening to a radio station and on that station came as just a normal pop song that you'd listen to the Pokemon theme song. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Which made me so happy when That's she mentioned that. Yeah, my mom's text was something along the lines of like, so your dad and I were just listening to Dutch radio and the Pokemon theme song came on as if it were just That's any amazing. other song. It's yeah. like, good job, guys. Man, I wish American radio would just take chances like that. Yeah. No, it's yeah, fine. I yeah. really want to know like the thought process for them of like why they're playing that song. Is it like... They realize that it's like mostly th- the Pokemon theme song, or was it just kind of like, yeah, I don't know, this <laughs> might be a popular song. I think so. At least the station they listen to will also have a lot of like the something hour or whatever. So it's like a station that plays just a whole breadth of things, mm-hmm. but then they'll have like, uh, you know, like. An, a classic rock hour and then yeah. also like a blues hour and yeah. that kind of thing. So, you know, which ends up being nice because then you can kind of get in vibes or mm-hmm. whatever of some sorts maybe because there's fewer stations in general i would guess or something i don't know but yeah. i yeah i have no idea where this would have fit in regardless yeah. i, I would no also idea. wager that people over in countries like that are mm-hmm. a little more enlightened and <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just better i think than, than, than us americans who are happy with the exact same garbage. song being played on the exact same types of radio stations yeah, all day know. yeah I could be wrong. Yeah, but yeah, I could be wrong. I'm right, above radio. But yes, you were saying <laughs> you stopped radio. listening to radio and listened to more. Spotify was your main source of music. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, that being said, like, I really hoped to get into more, like, unique artists and stuff. But And, and I did. Like, I mean, I wasn't really exposed to, like, I listened to a lot of Whitney this year. Uh, and they that's an artist who put out one album back in 2017. And I just listened to that album, Into the Ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they, like, three of the songs on that album are in my top five, yeah. which is crazy to think but like that's that's about as far as i like branched out and actually stuck with an artist so i don't know hopefully 2019 i can find some more new folks that Mm -hmm. you know i can actually get into and and stick with yeah 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 that was kind of so my my top artists for this year were four people that i have always listened into the ground and then animals as leaders Um, Uh so like top one was disaster piece for the year um, oh, we wow. did the Fez soundtrack and yep. the Hyperlight Drifter soundtrack that I, I really, really enjoy and mm-hmm. like that stuff a lot. Uh, I was really shocked, actually, that he was my most listened to artist because yeah. um, I don't feel like I listen to it that much, but apparently That's always I odd do. to me, yeah. <clears throat> um, Are the pieces short for the most part? Uh, kind of, but like the Fez soundtrack's really long. So it's I mean, like, it's like 20 or 30 If the soundtrack songs. is long, but the mm-hmm. songs themselves are short. That's fair. Because then yeah. maybe you'd have more songs overall. But because like the Celeste soundtrack sure. or whatever, which I just finished right. that game recently. It's very good. Yeah, that's um, a good thing. But like a lot of the songs are like, or the Stardew Valley one, for example, sure. is like it yeah. plays through the main thing twice and then it's and done because it just yeah. loops, you know. Yeah. So um, each some of the song's probably like his, two minutes long. Or whatever. Some of his Hyperlight Drifter songs though were like eight minutes long. I mean, I'm also yeah. not surprised too much because it's instrumental music, sure. which yeah. yeah, there was a lot of instrumental music on, on my top play, like mm-hmm. jazz and, and mm-hmm. video game soundtracks yeah. or movie soundtracks mm-hmm. or whatever, just because it's like if you're actively doing something, like when you worked at the coffee shop, I'm sure you had a lot of like more instrumental tracks mm-hmm. going on because yep. you don't have to pay as much attention to that. I don't have to worry about it cursing in always coffee shop. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Same with me. Like if yep. I'm, in, you know, doing a project at work or whatever, I like to have music that's not vocally, you know, mm-hmm. interesting or whatever. So yeah. I'll just put on like the worst background type the stuff. worst thing anybody's ever said to me when when disaster piece was playing in the coffee shop was when like older guy came up and he's like what are we listening to like new age music in here or something it's just like <laughs> yeah totally sure new age. man whatever like i don't um <laughs> anyway so then after well, that we're listening to yeah, you could totally get a massage to this <laughs> <laughs> he, he said i was just like hmm i mean i guess i see it but 
so then after Disaster Piece was the album Leaf and Tycho, mm-hmm. and then Animals as Leaders and Gorillas, um, mm-hmm. which is funny too because my top songs, Ectogenesis was the top one yep. by Animals as Leaders because I listened to that song much, and then Bubble Dream. Chan wasn't in my top artists, but I listened to Bubble Dream a lot apparently, probably because I learned that song at the beginning of the year. So that's probably what did that. Lost in the Fog, which is an album Leaf song cognitive contortions which is another animals is later song and then between waves which is the song right after after lost in the fog on the album leaves last album nice yep yeah my top five artists it looks like punch brothers is number one which makes sense thrice is number two which also makes sense may (laughs) nickel creek and silent planet that all of of which surprising yeah none of which (laughs) are surprising at all um yeah i don't know and looking at the top songs, like the top two for sure. Actually, the top four are all ones that I was doing drum stuff in relation yeah. to. <laughs> but two of them are ones that I would have listened to about that much anyway. Two, yeah. They were both Punch Brothers songs. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the number one was Hide and Seek. Number two is the Mario theme of, from Inside the Castle Walls from Mario 64. Why do you think that was your second most played drum stuff? Yeah, because it doesn't have any drums in it, but think about It's just a whole lot of fun. It is a good song. You guys need your video games yeah man i <laughs> i'll tell you video no, I, I know no, i just mentioned celeste just have such loopy soundtracks yeah, really like, do. It, yep. it gets drilled into your head those soundtracks the although i will say i found at some point i can't remember if i pointed it out to you guys specifically or just put it on like twitter or something um i can't remember which song it is but from mario 64 i think it's the main theme the drums are not quantized and it's like I never noticed it and I listened to it more recently and just can barely tell and now I can't not tell (laughs) interesting yeah it's obviously you know it was early 90s or mid 90s or whatever so it's like all being played on MIDI kits and stuff but obviously someone was playing like on a keyboard or whatever and it's just barely off yeah Yeah. and I'm like come on bro Koji That's Kondo, whoever you were. No, Koji Kondo. Is, Koji Kondo did Zelda, no, he's but I don't Zelda, know if yeah. he did. No. Well, he may have done some of the original Mario stuff. I was going to say, remember. he might have. I'm really curious now, but I'm not going to I know he up. did a lot of composing for Nintendo yeah. in general. But, but uh, yeah, speaking of then moving into 2019 and well, stuff. Well, hang on. Oh, quick. yeah. What were your five yeah, top true. artists? Yeah, uh, true. Artists? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I, I know for a fact. Um, I pointed at also got, like It also tells <laughs> you the your. oldest song that you listen to, which I yeah, don't know, I know if I believe that, because it says the oldest one I listened to was a song called Will You Still Be Mine, recorded in 1951 by mm-hmm. Ahmad Jamal. I don't know that song. I mean, I'm sure I heard it in passing, but like, I listened to way more classical music But this probably year. the artist, or, it, it, it wasn't published. recorded, yeah. that, but it was published. Okay. Yeah, so if that the like sense. orchestra yeah. that's doing it did it in like 2003, yeah. it'd probably count 2003 as opposed to the composition date. Yeah. But yeah. you're that's totally right. Sure. <laughs> Which yeah. honestly, that's the problem with, uh, there was a guy at my church that started uh, music uh, like a CD baby kind of a thing or whatever. But the oh, whole yeah. point mm-hmm. of it was for classical like music to have um, so that you could put up music on iTunes and Spotify and stuff like that with all the metadata that classical music has along with it. Because yeah, sure. on TuneCore, you would think like, oh, you can just put up some classical music, but you just can't because yeah. you have to yeah. re- reference all this extra outside stuff. And I mean, you like, can put on... Because it's not just the composer and then it's right. also the arranger and the instrumentalist. Yep. All yeah. this stuff yeah. and like which movement and all that stuff. Like yeah. you can't just stick it in the title. 
And so TuneCore, even if you try to submit it as like, it's just my band, TuneCore will listen to it and be like, no, it's not. <laughs> and then they just won't approve it or something like yeah, that. So all that to say, yeah, it's just hard to do that kind of metadata stuff. So my top five artists uh-huh. uh, were in order of Montreal, um, Dr. Dog, Wilco, Whitney, and Carsey Hedrist, which is no surprise to me for a couple of reasons. Um, a... All of those artists, except for one, Whitney, have a gigantic discography, um, <laughs> like more than a dozen albums yep. per artist. So, yeah, like I, I really kind of went deep into all of their discography this year, mm-hmm. uh, which I mean, I've like I'm familiar with all those guys and I have been for, you know, years now. But because I had more access to Spotify, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's just <laughs> dig deeper. Yeah. And then, yeah, t- top songs were pretty much the the, the same, uh, like by by those artists. I think there's. There's one that's different that not by a top artist, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So really no surprise. And it probably aside from like maybe car seat headrest, I don't know. Like it it might not be much different this year. <laughs> I know I'm gonna listen to a lot of Above Montreal because yeah. I just constantly get sunk into their albums because <laughs> there's so much to listen to. Yeah. And like, you know, one week I'll I'll just kind of forget, like, oh, what's what are the songs on this album? And I'll just go back and listen to that album and I don't know. It's it's definitely a, yeah. a neat thing, but yeah, no surprises there. Uh, I also got uh, my my top podcast just because this is a podcast. There you go. Yeah, true. Guess on podcast. You're not wrong. I, I had two that were pretty much even. Uh, my brother, my brother, and yeah, me. That was and, my guess. <laughs> uh, and then uh, good Christian fun. Oh yeah, uh-huh. just another really good podcast. And so if you haven't listened to that, that yeah, uh-huh. he's been on. I think two episodes of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, go listen to that. It's it's very very good. The only podcast that I've listened to on Spotify was the Besties, which is also Griffin McElroy and Travis or uh, Justin. Oh, okay. When it yeah. was their Polygon podcast mm-hmm. with a couple of guys from there. Mm-hmm. So still McElroy related. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. Let's get into uh, taste breakers. Yeah, taste I've got breakers. most to say on this one probably of uh, compared to rather compared to the other stuff that we were talking about. We'll which, see. Like when when I yeah. first got the. The taste breakers thing, because yeah, you know, I think this is the first year that they've done it, or it's the first year that I'm familiar mm-hmm. with it. So I didn't really know what it was. Like it gives you a quick description. It says, yeah. um, like, yeah, start 2019 by broadening your horizons. We made a playlist of songs from genres and artists you don't normally explore, and we think you'll like it. So I was like, okay, I guess it's gonna be stuff that I don't normally listen to, but I, I and it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll start by saying I was a little disappointed in my taste breakers like mm. as a whole there's some good stuff in there but i got recommended a lot of things that really just didn't vibe with me um for i feel like you reasons. feel that way about discover weekly fairly often too so i, I wonder if you just have tastes that spotify doesn't know what to do with yeah. quite as well, well. Thing is, i know i listen to a lot <laughs> yeah. and and it's all like mixed and eclectic <laughs> But I don't Sorry, feel man. like it should be. I feel like that should be. Nicely done, sir. That was the prize. Look, it's Drew Carey. He's here. He's going to give us prizes. Hi, guys. I'm Drew Carey. <laughs> Is that what Drew Carey says? That's all he says, though. He just says, I'm Drew Carey. Hey, guys. I'm Drew Carey. <laughs> yep. Even though he hosts The Price is Right, that's all he ever says. That's all he ever says. Everything all else is overdubbed when they play by David Plinko. Cross. By David Cross. <laughs> play Plinko. By actor that's David Cross. That's my grandpa's Cross. name, by the way, is David Cross, as well is as the really? actor. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Nice. That's uh-huh. cool. Real fun. You're welcome for Does that. Does he make blue himself jokes all the time? <laughs> no. Well, he should. He should. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed uh, in Taste Breakers. <laughs> and, like, Discover Weekly has been getting better but there's like for me it's still a lot of hit and miss so i don't know i feel like 
maybe maybe this was designed for like the the more centralized stuff like if i listen to nothing but like rock like stuff that spotify mm-hmm. classified as rock then i would be getting better recommendations but i don't know i mean this is one of the first years that i've really ventured into hip-hop so it's funny though because like looking at parker his top mm-hmm. genre was rock mine mm-hmm. was also rock but my top five artists were very different from his and so Spotify's conceptualization of like what rock is is very broad. So yes. I don't know. Like I think yes. I think Spotify might have a hard time with genres. I think they rely way more on what people are listening to and and like what else they're listening to mm-hmm. much more than genres. Right. Yeah. The sure. algorithm behind that, and then they just kind of impose the genre on sure. it. Yeah. Because yeah. I wonder, like, I mean, Thrice definitely would be considered rock. May as well. Silent Planet, like, I mean, obviously metal of some yeah. sort, but. They might just put rock as well on there just because, like, I don't know, it's a heavy mm, guitar. It's got guitars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I was, my taste breakers. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and give an example or two because um, it's going to yeah, be a grand yeah, you, old time. You have way more specific examples because I've only listened yeah. to like the top maybe 10. of my I've taste got, breakers. so I've got four examples that I'm going to bring up. Uh, let me close out Chrome because I don't need it in a mo. Yeah. I was wondering what my top genre was. Mine says pop. Oh. Which. I don't know. I mean, I of like Montreal, maybe is I guess would pop. be considered pop. Yeah, In, indie pop, but, but like sure. I don't which know. I wouldn't I, consider it yeah. that. But like, well, sure. no, I, I, I just don't know how much Spotify is like getting granular with their right. sure. genre. Yeah. I think yeah, because at some point you kind of have to pick whether you want to be broad or too granular sure. when you come to genre. Like I've talked before about my friend Wyatt, how his genres when I first met him, at least on his iTunes, all these death metal bands would yeah. be like, you know, like. Grindcore, oh, thrashcore. Like they'd have at least five words because he <laughs> yeah. he got to a point where he was like, I want to be really specific because I know that I want instrumental, technical, melodic death metal yeah. for this thing, which is like, that's it. I mean, yeah, that yeah. exactly describes what this is. And if you find another band that is missing one of those words, it's going to be different. But you know, to anybody outside of that genre, that doesn't make any sense. It's just like, no, it's just metal. Like, I just um, feel like yeah. some of that at a certain point, it would be like, well, I have this genre listed for this artist and they're the only one yes, in there. Right. So it sort of defeated the purpose of me giving them a genre. Right. <laughs> which I think, I mean, yeah, to Spotify's credit, they probably go, yeah, more towards the um, demographics of like who's listening to what and that Just kind of stuff data. and the like yeah. r- similar artists w- rather than, you know, genre stuff because they probably yeah. only list out like 20 total genres because oh, sure, it's just sure. easier to do it that way. So, yeah, so I'm going to mention four. <laughs> um, first, one I'm going to mention real quick is Wolfpack's song Guided Smile Meditation Aye. is was recommended to yeah. me. Okay. Which, That's a weird song to yes, recommend. Yes, 100%, because I was like, oh, cool, a Wolfpack song. Like, I really haven't listened to much Wolfpack at all, mm-hmm. and so I'm excited to hear kind of, like, what this sounds like, and, um, you know, like, I wouldn't know where to start anyway, so thanks for recommending it to me, Spotify. That was nice. <laughs> and, then, and then it recommended this specific song, which here goes. You might listen to this in headphones in a lossless format. This timbral meditation technique was pioneered by a man named Don Wasserman. And I had the honor to learn directly. Is this the final track? And on then the it's album? just way more of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah, don't know. That might be the final track. On there. That. Uh, let's go find out. Thrill of the Arts. Yep. Last track. Mm-hmm. Jeez, man. On this album. And it's, I mean, it's exactly. A guided meditation like yeah. like if you had the app headspace or whatever yeah, it would be that kind it's of that thing. i mean like, that's all it is and there's a little lies you are a beetle <laughs> drifting <laughs> along the ocean's currents 
You see a bird. You feel slight terror. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> literally the, the last song I would suggest anybody who's trying to get into Wolfpack would listen. Oh well, because it's because it's not a song. Yeah, I mean that's like if you listen to Wolfpack, it's like oh cool, I I enjoy meditation stuff, and I really like him and his music. So like, sure. thanks for you know now I can merge those things a little bit. It works that's as neat. the end of an album, right? Not Actually, so much your first four. I take that back. The last thing I would recommend anybody listen to, which you can't on Spotify anymore, by Wolfpack. Is it their silent? Is their silent album? Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh right, because that's how Wolfpack. That's that's how, how they, they like got funded, funded for their, that, for their I forgot that it was that band yeah. that man because I was thinking about that earlier when we were talking about John Cage and 433 or whatever yeah um, I was like what was that other band that did that yeah. and yeah, yeah. they were basically just like I don't know play it when you're asleep just like loop it yeah they just asked their fans just... to just loop that album while they're sleeping and it Spotify funded it yep like, yeah and then Spotify found out and they're like yeah. well hold on Wait, <laughs> no 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 this no, no, isn't more more you can keep your money but it worked so yeah Volpeg is always like they've always done those kind of like each of their albums has at least like one kind of jokey sort Mm -hmm. of like tongue-in-cheeks thing going on and Mm. that that thrill of the arts album that last song is is pretty much that because they're a band who really does not take themselves seriously yeah Yeah. they're very silly they're a super competent band oh sure very good but they're very silly i just they're one of those bands that like i don't know the the like neo-funk genre and even somewhat of like the classic funk genre has always been sort of silly to me Mm, because it has a very silly sound sometimes Mm -hmm. like not that it's not very impressive very competent music it's very playful it is very playful and Mm -hmm. so like seeing those dudes perform sometimes it's a it's kind of like a big joke like they're kind of making movements like they're i mean being goofy and in a band and like like their guitar is in a kind of similar in a different direction but a similar kind of like maybe we're just having fun like sure which hey like power i don't have anything against that i'm not like detracting from them Mm -hmm. for doing no yeah for sure it's just an interesting facet Uh, yeah it's it's not like coming at itself too seriously where it's like Mm -hmm. uh like everybody know you have to be super serious to like this. It's well, like, I just don't know if you could play funk and be serious at the same time. Right. Like it just doesn't mm-hmm. really demand. Well, there's a weird like just juxtaposition because funk artists are super talented. And I mean, yeah, they're sure. a, yeah. among like the most competent musicians, mm-hmm. but they never look like Reggie they're, Wooten? they're ta- like uh, Reggie Wooten, one of the brothers uh, who played uh, guitar. Possibly Victor Wooten's the Victor bassist. Victor Wooten's the bassist, yeah. yeah. But I think and I Reggie think his brother his plays brother. guitar yeah. and bass. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah maybe Reggie. Thing, like a, a weekly thing here in, mm-hmm. in yeah. Nashville. Yeah. Is it still at 3rd and Lindsley? Or yeah. Is it, yeah. Yeah, they do it every every week or every month or something like that. But yeah. I think Reggie's the guitar player. And every time like watching him do slap yeah. stuff, it's just like, what are you doing with your right hand? <laughs> You're just yeah. kind of like doing a thing. It sounds amazing, but uh-huh. I don't really understand. Yeah, that's like yeah. a Corey Wong. He did a video with Reverb and he was like, so when I play, I just make my my hand go limp and then i do <laughs> that's this. exactly what matt was telling <laughs> it's just me like, which leads us perfectly into the second one of the four that i wanted Ooh. to point out for my taste breakers and uh yeah so so that's the song clouds by cory wong and the from the album cory wong and the greens something sc something i can't see the end of it the green scallions green Probably scissors scallions. no i don't know um Green screen band. Green screen uh, band. Yeah, so um, but yeah, it's I. This was the first song on Taste Breakers, and I was like, "So far, Taste Breakers, you doing great, okay. <laughs> <laughs> doing a fantastic job." So I'll, I'll play a little bit of that real quick. All right, so yeah, here's "Clouds" by Corey Wong, or the beginning bitter, whatever. <laughs> Thank you. 
goes on to do even bigger and better things and hmm. stuff, but you know, we're only supposed to play probably about 30 seconds or something. So <laughs> <laughs> you write, otherwise yeah. right. sued. Honestly though, I it mean, becomes yeah. less of a derivative work and more of a exposure. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, then again, there's like YouTube channels that straight up just play like yeah. music on loops that they definitely don't own. I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's not, and there was another Corey Wong song also that was on mm-hmm. there. And I'm very happy with it's, those selections. It is interesting to me why some of this got re- recommended to me because, yeah, I, I got recommended a couple of Wolfpack songs mm-hmm. and a couple of Corey Wong songs as uh, Wong songs, which kind of sounds like <laughs> Wong songs. Uh, sounds like a couple of different things. One of which is Swan songs, which is oh, not indeed. really what a. No. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't listen to any funk or anything mm. even remotely I like if that. Chan yeah, I think it's got to be some of the technical stuff because a lot of like people who are really into prog metal probably also like this. Yeah, um, it's not really my cup of tea though. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I respect Wolfpack for what they're doing. I'm not a huge fan though. Mm-hmm. Um, it's again, it's just not really. My I cup of tea. I honestly wouldn't know with with Wolfpack <laughs> as of yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, um, you're gonna have to do some more research on that one. <laughs> yeah, because I don't. Know. I mean, Corey Wong, like at least those two songs, I really enjoyed, and like his playing is great, and it's also just like really melodic and groovy, and so, like see those, that, that Corey Wong bit is definitely more. Yep. It's something more, I would listen to. It's more yeah. like, Wolfpack yeah, it's, it, well, first of all, it's higher produced. Uh, whereas like Wolfpack stuff is very, it tends to be very like DIY sounding mm-hmm. because yeah. it, it mostly is. They record yeah. most of their stuff in, in a living room or like in their own kind of home, homemade studio sort of deal. But yeah, that also had a lot more like, I don't know, technical stuff going on in the drums mm-hmm. and like a lot more layers to it. Like that acoustic guitar, a lot of Wolfpack stuff, there's no acoustic yeah. at all. There's no mm-hmm. like, you know, really high production value. It's more just sort of like simple sort of drums yeah. until the drums get really complex in little <laughs> bits of the songs and a lot more like heavy this bass going on. Yeah. Yeah. Also that song, I feel like the best was still definitely yet to come a little bit later on. If I remember right, I haven't listened to it very many times, but I think it goes back to that. Mm-hmm. But like with the groove behind it and it's like uh, a halftime thing. Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, huh, getting it. <laughs> Were those <laughs> your ska noises? No, sure. Why up, not? Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, again, I mentioned it earlier, but the soundtrack for Celeste was fantastic, <laughs> but there's one song especially I might be able to find, but it's um, every level pretty much has the same, uh, it's it's like in little chapters within a, a level and it's like platforming kinds of stuff, but it gets harder and harder as you go on and you get further into it and there's like story beats that evolve throughout that and um it'll always have like kind of simple music that adds on more and more things and it has some elements of kind of like when you were saying with fez like a lot of things reminded me of that but there was one where you're in this level and things happen and i won't spoil anything or whatever mm. but you get to a point where it's like a chase scene kind mm. of a thing where it's it's essentially a boss fight for a platformer um sure. where so you're <laughs> right that kind of a thing yeah. it's like it's a character that's essentially chasing after you yeah. um and you're trying to platform through it but they add in the only thing they add in for that last bit is drums mm-hmm. and it's super hot like yeah. <laughs> just super hot the game it's super, not super hot the game super hot it's super uh hot. man i'll i'll see if i can find it at some point when we take a break or whatever and show it later but it's it was really really good <laughs> yeah have y'all played but super hot they, we don't i know about this. it but it's i haven't good. played it at all it i hear cold. it's better in super cool <laughs> really cool in vr oh uh probably 
I haven't played it in VR. What is yeah, it? Super hot. I, I so, feel like I've heard of it. The whole shtick of that game is time stops unless oh, you yeah. move. Oh yeah, I know exactly what. what <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, I play that. I have played that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah you're just like an ambiguous. The shtick of the game is time. Yes, that's yes, the one. Yes, of time time one. The dudes are like coming at you. Yeah, they're just like, like white dudes. Get them with weapons. Not like they're white dudes. Not like just white polygons. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just like polygonal white dudes. Um, and so you're trying to like, or no, they're all red dudes. They're red. And you're everything else is white. Yeah, everything else is white. It's red dudes, and you're trying to like kill them and stuff but you only have limited weapons and stuff yeah. or, you gotta pick up like different weapons really interesting. And, like, yeah. the game gets super them. meta though mm. like, uh, it, I didn't realize that the game was really gonna have any story to it until mm-hmm. I got like a few levels into it and it was like it suddenly like dropped out of the game and pulled up like a chat window and you just have to like press random buttons and it like types stuff out or whatever oh, and you start having this conversation with somebody about the game it's really weird. Good meta or bad meta? Because I feel like they could do that. I don't know. I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting meta, but it's not like I'm sucked into this meta. So right. I don't know. Interesting. Completely off topic, but also sort of Bandersnatch. Have you guys watched that yes. at all? Bandersnatch? The Black, the Mirror. Black Mirror on Netflix. Oh, I know of it. Is it, I is it a movie? It. I guess it's, it looked it like a movie. It's, it's an movie, interactive yeah. experience. I mean, it's like yeah, a it's choose your it, yeah, it's choose your totally own adventure. Really? Yeah. Holy cow, I That's didn't realize that. It, yeah. It's worth it's worth watching. It's honestly like none of the endings are as compelling as like a good um Black Mirror uh, right, episode yeah. in and of themselves. Sure. But the whole thing is just a fun time where it's like... See, I didn't realize it was Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah. I thought it was just a movie. Nope. Because no, the, tra- the trailer doesn't say anything about like Choose Your Own Adventure. Does it though? not? I haven't watched the trailer. I just I, watched I the movie. <laughs> when, when Alyssa's sister was in town, she watched like the little preview for it on Netflix. And yep. I was like, oh, it's Black Mirror and it looks yeah. really... Like it wouldn't. No, it's me really feeling it's good. cool. Like it's, it's it's neat. It's more of like it's a really cool idea. A lot of the execution was like it's it's good and it's very compelling and worth watching. But yeah, like you mm-hmm. said, the endings were sort of. Uh, I mean, there's a couple. Obviously, there's like I think five or six different endings. There's five or six like with, main like, endings, but yes. you can tweak them a little bit. Yeah, and like the way yeah. you get there, there's a lot of different. Like it, from beginning to end, if. There's a couple of times where it'll let you like go back and then you can change something yes. because you didn't actually hit a real ending. You kind of hit like you picked an option. Like a soft ending. That, yeah, pretty much where it's <laughs> right. like you picked an option where it's like, we'll show you how that plays out, yeah. but that doesn't really lead to a real ending of any yeah. sort. So we'll let you go back and choose something different. Yeah. But sometimes it'll, when you go back the next time through, it'll be a little bit different now that you've mm-hmm. gone back. But yeah. if you skip, if you don't do any go backs and go just from beginning to one of the endings, probably like 15 choices or so mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. the path yeah, down the tree yeah exactly down the tree so there's probably about 15 tiers but then mm-hmm. once you include more like go backs and that kind of thing and to see all of them it's uh, very unique like i i want to see netflix or, or even other companies do this more like with, with things i think they're planning on it sure yeah, because yeah. so again uh, fairly unrelated or whatever but the cfo from activision blizzard mm-hmm. has now gone over to netflix and netflix has also said things along the lines of like they're wanting to do more interactive type things yeah so <laughs> they're just trying to make more interactive interactive yeah. storybooks like anime yeah. i mean that novels would, or i guess probably so but yeah that visual that gets novels, super meta too there's stuff. like a bit without spoiling anything there's a bit in that show or in that movie the banner snatch where the main character like asks somebody off screen like nobody, yeah. nobody in particular is like like what do you what do you want or whatever like who are you and you can either say like your your whatever thing, or you say like Netflix, like yeah. I am I am watching you I on Netflix. Netflix, and he's like, you're watching me on, and it explains like, yeah, yeah this is a 21st century streaming device, yeah, but he's like a streaming entertain. What even is that? And it's it's very fun the way that yeah. plays out. And all. It takes place in like the 80s or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah, that's funny. 
it's so. uh it's interesting so yeah that speaking of meta uh that yeah. was like five tangents down the tangent path sure but i think that's <laughs> probably as good a time as any to take a short break yeah all righty and we're back welcome back brother what did that remind me of? Um, possibly uh, Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. It, Welcome it, back, it, everybody. Yeah. What's yeah. what's his name again? Billy West. Zoidberg, Zoidberg is Zoidberg. the doctor. Yes, yeah. but Billy West is the voice actor. Dr. Zoidberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun guy. Yep. Yeah, man. Billy Fun West. guy that I know I'd in we're real pretty, uh, life. Pretty half and half in talking about music and not on this. <laughs> and episode. just literally anything other than music. <laughs> it's been a while since we've found it. Know, it's, it's, been a while. it's almost like we just haven't talked a day. whole lot. So there's like Although a lot of things. You guys got together to... for New Year's Eve. How did that we go? We did. We we hung out. It was nice. We yeah. painted our living room. You did paint, which your was living like room. it turned out well. But we were up till like two a.m. And I was like, I think we were also up till two a.m. But for different reasons, not like a sex thing. A New Year's thing. <laughs> I'm parents listen to this podcast sometimes. Hey, so. Totally not a sex thing. <laughs> For sure. You got a baby on the way. I know, I mean, like, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, dad. But it wasn't the way you think it happened. No, what? Yeah, New Year's was Storks. Fun. Yeah, I know. It was a good time. We, we mostly just sat around and ate food and... Yeah. Um, and then suddenly realized that it was 11.59 and I was like, ah, oh, crap. Uh, I made bacon wrapped tater tots yeah. and I really wanted them to turn out better than they did, but oh, it's a cool idea. Some, some cheese in them. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of cheddar. Yeah. And then bacon my lovely wife made some kind of like yeah. pepperoni bread roll mm-hmm. thing. They were super good too. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And there was lots of chocolate. There was a lot of chocolate, mm-hmm. a lot of Good cheese. Right. Here's some chocolate. I brought some cheese. Seventy percent Seventy percent. Hell that's, yeah! That's Whoa, too that's much a word. For me. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's borderline. It's a word. Yeah. The most I ever go is sixty percent cacao. Never higher than that. Really? I don't, no. I, is that <laughs> actually? <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't think that's a that's a thing. That's just cacao is basically just what gives what it the like? chocolate yeah. flavor. Some chocolate. Would you like some chocolate? No, thank sir? you. I am chocolated out because I got about. Mm, 80 I have, pounds of chocolate for Christmas. Nice. I thought you were starting to say, because I got Balthazar. And I was I like, what? Where are you going with Balthazar, that? Balthazar, Balthazar what? I should have gotten some water on our break, but I didn't. It's Ma'am, too late for that now. I haven't had anything more. It was great audio. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could that have heard the crunch of the first bite that I took. I haven't had anything more in probably 60 or 65% in a while. Yeah. I like dark chocolate. Yeah, a lot. dark chocolate's great. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, although it's way more flavorful. So Ashley and I tried to do keto for a little bit, mm-hmm. which oh man, keto. I mean, that's like because it's one of those time. two where you can't like I I do intermittently do intermittent fasting, and that's one of those where like you can kind of stop doing it and start up again at some point, and it's not going to like really break anything or hurt particularly. Besides, like it'll take a little bit for your body to get back into it, but it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Keto, on the other hand, is like you have to go 100% in because as soon as you drop it, you'll gain back like a bunch of water weight and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you have to stay in ketosis and that's how the whole thing works. You're teaching your body to do something completely different. So it's really intense. We did it for like four days and hated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't know how I feel about we, the whole thing. <laughs> I like mine and Ashley's philosophies on how to do stuff like that is I'd rather just take out versions of like keto. There's really no sweets that you can actually have besides doing some hard workarounds of sorts with like you know cooking stuff with Splenda and blah 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 or not Splenda but like Stevia or things yeah. and, and I'm just my philosophy is more like 
just no sweets. I just want to do sweets. It'll be fine. Whatever. Whereas Ashley would still like to do those things. So we did some of the like workaround kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we tried some just baker's chocolate. Oh no, it's not the same thing. No, it, it is, is not. It is not the same <laughs> thing at all. So bad. Like yeah. I just yeah. I tried to like put a little bite of it in some peanut butter too. Didn't nope. help. Uh-uh. Like no. <laughs> it that just is, tasted that is like very wood. bitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is unbelievably yeah. bitter. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, darker pretty than terrible the darkest idea. chocolate you've ever had. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. is a completely different animal. <laughs> Pitch black dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This no. is really good though. It tastes yeah, a lot this like is good fruit. Uh, that's just, tastes a lot like fruit. You said yes. It, yeah, I could it do that. Like fruit, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty the much the chocolate an apple. fruit. <laughs> the old chocolate fruit. It was a fruit like at one point. Apple. I could substitute uh, apples for this chocolate now. Sweet mm-hmm. apples, bro. Sweet uh, appleophilus. So, anyways, we listened music. to some music mm-hmm. at some point. We sure did uh, this past year. Accurate. Uh, so I'll, I'll actually just I'm gonna override you and just go ahead because because oh. uh, we're here now and I wanted to get us back <laughs> on topic. Um, so my I haven't listened to well it. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. You're so easily offendable. Um, I so I haven't listened to all of my taste breakers play, playlist yet. Um, I I really kind of just didn't. <laughs> Not for any reason. Entirely other than just reasonable. Like, I kind of yeah. got into a couple of new bands around the same time that this came out, and so I really wanted to listen to those. Yep. And just never kind of got around to this until you said something about doing it on the podcast. I was like, ah, crap! I guess I should actually <laughs> listen to some of that. And the first, like, I, I listened to probably like the first ten or so tracks, and some of them are, are interesting. It's funny because I don't feel like this is really different genres than I normally mm-hmm. listen to. It's not super different than I what I really listen like to. Mm-hmm. Most Ish. of my so like. Um, the four that I'll probably highlight um, weren't bands that I was really familiar with at all, um, but like Dosh, mm-hmm. Neat Beats, I Am Robot and Proud, and Prefuse were probably the mm-hmm. ones that like stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And as far as like Dosh, Neat Beats, and I Am a Robot and Proud, they're not. Again, they're just not like. It's not radically different than anything it's else that I would listen to. It's just bands that you haven't listened yeah, to yeah. in genres that yeah. you already do kind of sure, thing. Sure, yeah, because right. most of it's like... And, and some of them kind of lean a little bit more towards some more stuff that I've been listening to more recently or some like Asian bands that I've found in the mm-hmm. last little bit where it's a little bit more on the like really smooth EDM side of things where mm-hmm. it's kind of like break beats and yeah. some samples and different stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, Does it seem then, more like this is stuff that would be on your Discover Weekly rather than mm-hmm. on Taste Breakers maybe? Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of what it feels cool. like to me. Is like this is something I'm you, so you would smart, like. guys. I can't believe I thought of that myself. You are. You're very you smart. Go work for Spotify, uh, <laughs> probably. Um, the the one that I've heard on there that I'm really not. I'm trying to figure out if I like it or not. Is this Prefuse song? And hmm. um, so I, I'll say the two that I, I, I want us to listen to a little bit of are the I Am Robot and Proud because. Mm-hmm. A the I really like the name of that album probably more than I like any of the songs because it's the electricity in your house wants to sing to you, and oh. that's just fantastic. Yeah. I, I love that idea. That's of great. Like I mean, all of our amplified instruments are just electricity from our house being pushed in, out of our speaker. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's a fun title, guys. <laughs> um, but it is okay. a cool song. It's it's there's not really. I don't think anything that I've gotten on my no. Okay, so the Prefuse song has actual vocals and mm-hmm. like a a lead melody that's a vocal line. Everything else has been like mostly instrumental with like maybe some sampled vocals or sampled, uh, like a sampled spoken word kind of thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, let's listen to the I am robot and proud. Just a little bit of it. (laughs) 
it's a lot of kind of that sort of thing, um, which I mean, I enjoy. It's very easy for me to listen to that because yeah. it's like, oh, it's just like smooth electronic, mm-hmm. you know, bleeps and bloops and <laughs> bleeps and bloops, kind of swoopy instrumental stuff. Sure um, do like them bleeps and bloops. I sure do love them bleeps and bloops. Um, <laughs> Boy, howdy. The Prefuse song, I'm still on the fence about because some of the tonality of some of the vocal part mm-hmm. doesn't really mesh super well with what I think it should be over the instrumental tracks. Yeah. I think it's cool, but <laughs> I don't. I haven't really decided yet. So we can listen to a little bit of that one, yeah. and you can offer up your opinions. Indeed. And for context, we. Uh, I think after I cut it, we'll have skipped the beginning of that last song. So if you go and listen to I, the electricity in your house wants to sing to you on Spotify, it's a little different. I was a little confused. I was like, yeah. "This isn't what I remember this mm-hmm. sounding like." The first minute is different than where we actually ended up starting it. Thank it was you. still good. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, no, no it, it was, was good. good. Yeah, but it, cool. just, it, it just wasn't different. what I was thinking it was going to be. <laughs> Interesting. I yeah. think mine and Matt's thoughts are going to be exactly the same on this. What are your thoughts? My on thoughts this? are: is it somebody who's trying to sound quite a lot like Sufjan Stevens? Oh, interesting. like in some of his yeah. more kind of out there, big like uh, Age of Odds, Age of Odds, that. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it, which I mean, it's fine. It's hard mm-hmm. when something sounds a lot like something else. It's sure. hard to feel like get a gist of if it's like genuine or not cool. or whatever. Because yeah. some of that stuff felt a little forced, maybe to me. I was gonna say it. It seemed to. It seemed a lot like there were a lot of samples going on there. Mm-hmm. I got kind of an avalanches feel from it, like mm. with the Sufjan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I don't know. I enjoyed it, especially yeah. once the full like beat kicked in. Yeah. See, I kind of like like the groovier elements mm. of that. A lot of the stuff that it's been recommending to me almost seems like hip hop tracks without. Yes. Like me a lot too. of the break beats yeah. and rhythm stuff yeah. without mm-hmm. rapping without over the it. Rapping. Oh, which okay. Is well, I had some with actual sure, rapping. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, don't I think to... I got recommended a 311 song, so yeah. I probably like snapping <laughs> in it, which is funny to me because I'm, I don't know, I've yeah. listened to 311 before. <laughs> I know this is why I've never talked about this on the podcast before. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, a lot of this stuff seems to be like yeah. almost hip hop tracks, but they just don't have. Yeah, that one's, it's interesting to me part. because again, it reminds me a lot of um, Age of Odds, Sufjan mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, also, yeah, even stuff from like Detroit, Lift Up Your Rear Head or or sorry, that's the song. That's not the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan or Illinois or whatever. But like way more overproduced or something. Mm-hmm. Where I I don't know it. Again, I think the part that would most irk me about it is the like I I want music to feel genuine and I mm-hmm. can't be especially because it reminds me so heavily of Sufjan. Yeah. There's a part of me that wouldn't be able to tell until I give it more sure. of a listen yeah. if yeah. I felt like it was or not. Mm-hmm. Which maybe really doesn't matter and is pretentious of me. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I mean I, I just have no idea. Again, yeah. having never really gotten into the whole like Sufjan yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also I don't have that context. Yeah. So. You you should listen to Sufjan some this year because he's mean, got sure, some yeah. great stuff. Yeah, I, that's again been a lot of. That's, just, that's been on that list like, of. That like, wasn't me calling anybody a twink, distinct. by the way. That was me doing a little like <laughs> smile theoretically with a little like yeah. on my teeth, doing which me. my teeth are not white, so it doesn't count. Like, but the Grace Hill Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> that was something that Grace Helbig used to do in her videos a lot. She'd go, ding, and like <laughs> constantly. Oh, yep. Um, I think Ashley watches Grace Hill's. I don't know. She. Used to I don't know? watch it. Yes, okay. I don't watch a ton of her stuff anymore because it's mostly just like makeup sh- yeah. stuff. <laughs> stuff. Makeup shows. Stuff. Um, makeup shows. I'm gonna. Uh, okay, that's really I'm, all I have to say about my taste breakers. Yeah. Is it's been stuff a lot like that. Yeah. Where yeah. it's just kind of like, eh, you know, this is pretty similar to what I was. I like this, but uh-huh. I don't know that it's like radically outside of my comfort zone. I'm gonna say I'm gonna save one of mine that I think is absolutely hilarious for our last thing that we do in the episode before we leave and stuff so everybody make sure you stick around for it because i was sitting at my desk at work (laughs) on thursday just laughing out loud (laughs) and i wanted to share it with you guys so bad and i didn't because this is going to be so much better so that i've got two more things but um you've got some things too matt so so you go first uh, my taste breakers was like i said earlier uh i'm not really sure how to feel because I didn't know what to expect from it, but sure. and I didn't expect like the greatest music I've ever heard, because mm-hmm. um, obviously really? it's outside your comfort zone, and right. that's, I, that's what they were going for. So this right away is not for everybody, mm-hmm. um, because you know a lot of people they like what they like, and yeah, and that's my biggest fear right is liking now. What you is like, liking what I like, huh. and I feel like a, kind of the older I get, the more I'm set in my ways. Like I listen to a lot. And I'm happy with that. And because, like, I don't know how much more room there is for mm. me to welcome new things. And I, that's such an old person thing to say. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, to some degree at this point, I mean, so agreeing essentially with that, the new things that I like end up being a lot more like uh, marriages of two other things that I like. Yeah, like sure. the, the funk stuff that we listened to before or like yeah. the Corey Wong stuff or whatever. Like, I enjoy jazz mm-hmm. stuff to a large degree and certain varieties of that especially and i like fusion kind of stuff and that's fun and then i also like acoustic things like sure that was just like a cool marriage of things that i didn't listen Mm -hmm. to just stuck together you know and i feel like that's yeah i I definitely know what you mean because i feel like there's a lot of things where if if we start introducing things outside of all that Mm -hmm. i've kind of grown to not really care about it too too much i've also like i feel like and this is not me gloating or anything like that or trying to brag mm-hmm. but i i have a lot of tastes that are like there's a lot of stuff that wows me that mm-hmm. i listen to that's like weird and 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 unique and fun and like it's taken me a long time to get into that stuff like you know age of odds is a very right. weird album and it's yep. not highly accessible 100%. and i'm at the <laughs> point now where like the stuff that i listen to that's maybe it takes a while for like to, to grow on a listener. That's the main stuff that I like now, <laughs> uh, which I mean, that's where you can call that hipster or what I don't care. But like, so there's a lot that I listen to now that's more, it's very easily accessible, but it's also like a lot of stuff falls flat for me and it's very like two dimensional and it mm. just, it doesn't interest me the way that like a very like three dimensional song with like all this stuff going mm-hmm. on or whatever it might be. I, and that's not to say that like it has to be a busy song, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. this, like I'm back in college, I would have loved like the DIY beach garage rock sound. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I got a chorus pedal on my guitar and I'm going to sing just like yeah. this. But if it feels like, too easy, especially as somebody who like yeah. writes songs too, there's, yeah. there's a hard thing of like, if it feels easy, there's like a little bit of resentment that can be there of like, is um, this just lazy? Yeah, that may yeah. or may not be justified depending on the artist. Like, I, think. I used to really like the lazy sounds of music because it, it was to <laughs> yeah. me it was like, well, I can do this. Like if these guys are doing mm. it and they got millions of listeners, 
I can do that right. because I'm just this talented. Whereas, Whereas now, now you're that much older and you're like, yeah, they did this by just doing that. I can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know, and I know that all, all to say, like I got a lot of that on my taste breakers mm-hmm. and it was stuff that was, I guess not genres that I normally listen to, but I don't, I don't know what genres I listen to anymore because I don't, I hate the idea of classifying stuff, but <laughs> um, what a that being said, I got a lot of, <laughs> I got a lot of Eastern music. Interesting. I did. Like, like, like Bollywood? Eastern, well, well yes, and sort of. I got a lot of world like, music maybe is a better maybe term. Maybe world, world music is probably my favorite genre term that's yes. ever been made. As if everything wasn't world music. Like, oh, I'm doing interplanetary music. music. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, but no, I, when I say Eastern, I mean, like I got a lot of Chinese inspired mm-hmm. stuff, like very like Eastern scales and Eastern yeah. instruments, a bunch um, of different artists. Yeah. A lot of pentatonics or not a lot of pentatonics. <laughs> uh, and just, just a kind of, lot of just the band pentatonics. Yeah, the acapella. Band's it's funny because yeah. I said that. Extra tune. Zero, I, I zero said that meaning the pentatonic scale, yeah. and then like yeah. realized like it sounded like I just <laughs> meant the the the, aca- <laughs> the hit acapella band band in air quotes. Man, uh, pentatonics. I with the next pentatonics. I I really appreciate acapella stuff, and especially in choir contexts. But I don't love the like. When the begin at the beginning when Glee was doing that kind of stuff, I was like, oh, some of that's kind of neat and like that's cool. They're doing this acapella stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just become too like I don't know. It's I heard one cover of "Come Sail Away," I think probably by uh-huh. Pentatonix. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then every other acapella <laughs> song I heard after that was like. Okay, I'm done with this shtick. Yeah. I think this is really I dumb. Think, I don't know why, but it's okay. I think it's great if it's like one guy or one girl or whatever does mm. like on YouTube is doing a whole rendition just by themselves and it's like a project. Sure. Like that's it's fun because it's like you're just having a great time doing this. But mm. when it's this like, you know, million seller bands that they're like super, you know, cool looking or whatever, quote unquote, and now, something about me if it bugs I'm wrong, me. But Pentatonics just does covers, right? Mm-hmm. Like as that's far their, as that's they their might thing. have a couple originals. I feel yeah, like but they're known for doing. Covers. But they're known yeah. for doing covers okay. for sure. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's kind of like, of all like of Michael Bublé, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Crawling out of his the cave. Christmas man. He's back. He's, he's back. Research, he's kept. He was he's about to go back into his cave for next year, and then you said his name, and that just summons him out. No, it's okay. You have to say it three times. Don't yeah, say okay. his name again. <laughs> Nobody say his Michael name Bublé. again. Ah! Michael Bublé. Ah! And then he's in the room. Oh, hello, friends. Hey, you guys. Come fly. Come sail with me. Come sail with me. Come sail with me. Let's drown out on a boat. I had no idea he was so nautical. <laughs> he's a nautical oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Well, his last name is Bubble. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's bubbly. True. Yeah, he's Michael Bubbly. So, he's did you have any examples of yeah. <laughs> any of these things? Because I'm curious. Yeah, so, uh, my the taste breakers. It wasn't. It wasn't a complete waste of time. Yeah. Um. But again, it's just it's harder for me to sit and listen to a bunch of stuff that I've never heard and actively be like, yes, I'm into this. And mm-hmm. e- even though it might be a good song, and there's some songs that I, that I really did enjoy by artists that I had never heard. So I figured I'd talk about a couple of them uh, because I really thought it was good stuff. Uh, it's all. <laughs> 
surprisingly, it's it's all older stuff. Uh, not nice. like cla- not probably not classic, but just stuff that was popular or not popular in the '60s and '70s. But it doesn't hmm. sound like that. Interesting. And that's that ended up being about the other half of of that playlist was like old stuff that no one's heard of or like that has maybe a hundred thousand plays mm-hmm. on Spotify. And uh, one of those bands was the Cashmere Stage Band. Of which, course. Yeah, so like everyone's yeah. favorite. And <laughs> it, the name is pretty much exactly what you think it is. They were, they were a stage band from 1968 to 1974. Mm-hmm. And so they're like a more or less a big band. Uh, they were definitely way more funky and had like a lot more rhythm mm-hmm. section going on than your average like big band. But yeah, they consisted of trumpets and saxophones and like the, the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, all those guys. So I don't know anything about them. I still haven't done my research on them, but I'm hoping to because I listened to three or four of their songs after hearing the one that was on this playlist. Uh-huh. And that's the song that I want to play for you. It's called All Praises. And uh, yeah, let's listen to, I don't know, maybe start at 30 seconds in or so. And once the song really it's gets grooving. Can do. Catch me with a K. Catch me with K. Yeah, so that's a pretty, pretty. You said that was like for, the '70s. Yeah, so this that is sounds really recent, really well recorded, for and like, really well done for that time. Yeah. yeah, is is this like a remaster or anything? Do you know? Because it's to my knowledge, interesting. No, there, especially there's like a lot of the compression. compression. Yes. yes, that's what I think mm. makes it sound most like you know. And this modern might or be whatever. like a remastered take, or you know, remastered a uh, single or whatever. But yeah. like. Yeah, uh, this song was written in in either the late 60s or early 70s. Again, I don't really know anything about it, but um, yeah, there's a lot of compression going on in the drums, which makes them sound more recent like yeah it, but the whole song even without that it sounds more like it's it's way funkier than anything i would have thought yeah. around that time like for a, a big stage band yep um and that's a that's a pretty decent length song and all, i think it's what it's six minutes and 38 yeah, seconds around sir. seven minutes um roughly there's some really good uh like um, call and response sort of things going mm-hmm. on there. There's there's one bit where the uh, there's uh, this great electric guitar solo, and then the saxophone kind of mimics that, and then they like they start out you know 30 seconds each solo, and then they like get shorter and shorter, and they're just uh-huh. like mimicking each other. So it's like this cool like sax and guitar thing going on, which I was very pleasantly surprised at. Mm-hmm. But again, this was something that like for for being that old, yeah, it was it really surprised me, and mm-hmm. I'm I was kind of upset that i had never heard of this guy before <laughs> yeah. and i listened to a couple other their songs and they're all instrumental yeah which is fine but yeah it's just really groovy like they get some some really groovy stuff going on there with like just a, like horns blasting all over the place and it's, <laughs> it's really fun i can imagine that band would have been hard to upkeep though at the time maybe just because yeah. so many people and maybe it's not super accessible as far as like the i don't know i mean i feel like the funk band i mean because uh what like George I mean, Martin was, was, I mean, yeah, Funk was definitely doing a thing. And like, um, what's the dude I'm thinking James of? James Brown? James Brown, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, was like a lot more, you know, pop. He was super popular and really yeah. accessible, but also had vocals and stuff. And so I wonder, I, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't around that time, so I can't put myself in the shoes there. I'd be curious actually to ask, like, I don't know, um, just 
folks that I know that would have been around then and, but and there's listened like a, to like, I don't know, I'm curious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I don't know how accessible this was in its time yeah. or how popular these guys were in their time. But I will say this, like towards the end of the song, there's uh, just like in a lot of jazz standards, everything drops out and the drums kind of take over for a little mm-hmm. bit and just do like their own drum thing. Well, in this song, it's a drum solo, but it's it's way, it's very like, you could tell it's all improvised, but it's also, it also sounds very like completely on the spot. It's not super technical. Mm-hmm. It's more just like the drummer is just kind of doing like, mm, okay, it, like he stops completely and he just picks up like a different beat and then he'll stop that and just like, do, 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 like it's not really technical at all. of mine with jazz drum solos is like there was one, I may have mentioned this on the podcast before and I can find it for you guys and show it to you later or whatever. It was some uh, video on YouTube of like, blah, 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 this guy does jazz drum solo and everybody in the comments was like, wow, Oh my goodness. Amazing. So just wow. And honestly, listening to it, it was a lot of like stank face. Stank face. Yeah. And like just like I needed to awkward spaces where it's like, yeah, there's like, sure, there's rhythm in the background somewhere, Mm -hmm. but like everybody was like, you can just hear those toms just sing or whatever. And I'm like, no, guys, like mm. it's They're it's well kind of toms. really boring, and it's more like showing like this is what this tom sounds like. Doom 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 doom. Like, shut up. It's <laughs> so the annoying. Terry Bazio school of playing drums, where you have thirty-two of them pitched to different pitches. Oh my and goodness! You... Luckily, it wasn't that. It was, I mean, a pretty small kit, but it was just annoying to me. Nasty. So yeah, I have a a. Mm. Uh, oh, odd spot as far as jazz drums solos yeah. go jazz drums where I mean, sometimes they can be annoying sometimes they can be phenomenal mm-hmm. but yeah it's there's a line that that was right yeah yep. you gotta you gotta be good that's for certain like if you're gonna if you're gonna play in a jazz band oh you, man you better know there's not a doing. skill set of mine like i yeah. very much enjoy playing the drums and i've played along with some jazz before yeah. but it's super basic and if i try to like straight that's the word straight from uh-huh. anything that's just like the most normal thing on it i'll just kind of get lost and i just can't keep time with my left foot yep like yeah. i can't do the little clappy hi-hat keep just time constantly. with that and yep. do anything with my right foot yeah. yeah i can do that and do stuff with my hands yeah can't do anything with my foot yeah <laughs> no for sure i mean the same goes for like uh i don't know bossa nova yeah that kind of stuff mm-hmm. where like instead of using a hi-hat with your left foot you've got a clave or like a cowbell mm-hmm. or whatever and so you're all of like your hands and feet are all doing something completely separate. Yeah, and like, what in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Bossa stuff, but some of those super hits like, how are you doing all of that just by yourself? Who can stop it? The Bossa function on a Casio keyboard. I just watched the Office episode where Michael goes back to being manager again, and he's like, Aaron is my keyboard down there. Yeah, and she plays it, and it's doing exactly what Chad's doing right now. And they're just dancing; and it's cute. Did yeah. what other ones did you have? Yeah, so there the are a thighs? couple other ones uh, that are all necess- not necessarily the, the 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 same sort of deal, but like stuff that I hadn't really heard or branched out and listened to before. Uh, there was one that I wanted to play. Uh, it's a song called "Atomic Bomb" by William Onyabor, which I apologize if I said that wrong. Um, but he was a uh, this is a, a very weird figure in the 1970s and uh the more that i've learned about him the more that i've realized like okay he was sort of like 
the poor man's James Brown in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, not he didn't have nearly as much popularity, but he probably deserved it. Um, mm. Because the way that he like led his band was very similar to James Brown. I don't know if you know a lot about James Brown, but he was very he was a perfectionist in oh, every yeah, sense of the right. word. Like if you if if the drummer like skipped a beat or did anything wrong at any point, you're out of the band. Like if Jeez. any instrumentalist in his band did something wrong, they're gone. Like you better be top tier to play That's with James like Brown. Buddy Rich, <laughs> yeah, James, or, uh, yeah, Buddy Rich was the same exact way. Like he was the captain, the and you needed to be as good as he was, or you're done. Um, like yeah, Buddy Rich was not necessarily a nice person. Oh no, he was a terrible mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, it's so funny watching videos of him because you can just see like his he'll just like turn towards the band and he's eyeing one person who he knows messed up and nobody else knows messed yep. up and he's going to eat them alive yep. when he gets backstage. Yep, it's like watching a whiplash. <laughs> I'm um, pretty sure the like instructor of that movie was basically based, on, based on Buddy Rich. Yeah, like I think that was. Man, yeah, Buddy Rich was just a really mean person. Great, great drummer, <laughs> great drummer, fantastic. He probably drummer, started, very like, mean I feel like if you're, if you're one of those people that's that good and like that iconic, uh, you've probably sacrificed a little bit of your personality or a yeah. lot of that to you know for, for yeah. the sake of being not good. so good on the social skills, real yeah. good on the drum skills. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But William Onyebor, anyway, uh, or however Onyebor, I'm sorry, uh, it's very hard to pronounce. Uh, he was sort of like, he was, he was a soul funk dude in the seventies, but he blended a lot of like, he was kind of like the, the seventies underground indie funk soul guy. And it was another one of those things where like, when, when you listen to it, you're kind of like, wow, this was actually made in the seventies. Uh, so I want to play a little bit of the song atomic bomb. Uh, but before that he's, you may, you've probably heard one of his songs before. It's called fantastic man. It was very popularized, uh, back, I think last year in an iPhone commercial. Oh, random. Uh, yeah, which is where I first heard him. So I checked him out, uh, basically pretty much just that song. But yeah, this song was on my, uh, my, my, my taste breakers. Interesting. So, and I thought it was kind of cool that just that this was being made back then. So yeah, here it is. There's definitely some trademark uh like tropes of the seventies sort of funk vibe in there or soul vibe, like the the call and response of those backup vocals. Do you think those backup guys were ever like what are we singing about? Yeah. I think in this case it's him. It's him doing the backup vocals too, but yeah, oh, yeah. a lot of those guys are probably explode. Like, but when they were doing it live, he's like, I mean, I'm getting paid for this, but like I mean what do you mean? It can't be any worse than like the doo-op stuff right i mean that yeah, must have felt very silly it just was probably do, 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 but it was do, what up. was cool at the yes time. yes 100%. they didn't have prog metal yet so. <laughs> <laughs> if they would have had the prog that's what's cool metal. i mean honestly anytime somebody says something's cool i just want to picture that thi- i just do picture that thing wearing sunglasses like that's my vibe or uh, the calvin and Hobbes classic uh what it's Calvin standing there with his arms crossed, and Hobbs is like, "Hey, what you doing there?" 
I'm being cool. And oh, and he's wearing sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention yeah. that part. Yeah. Um, and Hobbs like, oh, okay. And then Hobbs comes back wearing a sombrero, and he's like, <laughs> "Am I cool too now?" <laughs> Calvin's like, "No, it's <laughs> not how that works. It's something along those lines." Yeah. But I enjoy it. Sombreros are very cool, though. Ah, true. So true. So true. But uh, anyways, yeah. yeah, I just thought this I'd was share pretty that cool one. too. Uh, yeah. That song it, a little later on, it goes into more of like a straight-on beat. But like, I don't know. It's it's kind of a neat thing, like just to know that that kind of stuff was being made back then. I mean, yeah. a lot of times you just, I don't know, you're not really exposed to that because like underground music from any other generation yep. is very hard to come across yeah. unless you're seeking it out. Yeah, yep. that's something that I've been kind of like really curious about as I've gotten older and thinking, because I do listen to a lot of not super mainstream music, like I I wonder about the, the era of like classic rock and 80s pop and all of that kind of stuff, like what the non-mainstream music scene mm-hmm. looked like if it was just a bunch of like people that were terrible and terrible mm-hmm. music that they were making or if there was really good stuff out there, but because there was no real way to distribute music in any meaningful way without having a lot of money in the backing of mm-hmm. a record company of some variety, like what people were out there and like what kind of music was being made in certain areas yeah. that we don't yeah. realize like was already being made, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years before. And even stuff that was fairly popular, if it wasn't in the top such and such percent percentile, then you didn't it probably it. wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. like I'd imagine the it top wasn't 25% be local of, record store, or right. something. the like. top 25% of popular stuff back then mm-hmm. is, you know, we still know about now, but like mm-hmm. 75% of the stuff that probably even was popular then totally making up those numbers, by the way. But you know, like, like for, as a movie example, I watched the last starfighter recently, which have you guys seen that at all? Heard, or, of, heard it, of it. Yeah. So it's pretty much in the, Around the same time as uh, Return of the Jedi, I think okay. it was, or it was between um, between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cheesy, but it, sure. it's fun. But it was like a you know big, fairly blockbuster ish movie back then. But still, like I hadn't Man. really heard of it and didn't mm-hmm. know anything about it, and it was at Target for like five bucks or whatever. It's like yeah, yeah sure, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. But so like that kind of thing is you know even no even for as how big as it was back then, it was like fifteen thousand dollar budget or thirty thousand no million dollar budget. Sorry, mm-hmm. I meant to say, um, you know, just kind of yeah. died to time. So yeah, yeah, I'm also very curious about yeah, what good I mean, music like, we don't know. There's about. no doubt in my mind that stuff like great stuff was being made in the. 70s 80s 90s whatever generation but like yeah it just it never got funded enough yeah. or never got backed by a record company and it's also no doubt in my mind that people who did get the recognition probably took a lot of influence from stuff like oh, you sure. know maybe so and so like how many local shows did james brown go to see or you know whatever before he started making his own right. music. well i mean uh, that's something that people always say about nick drake um, yeah because he died really early and right. like never really had a successful career while he was alive and then he died uh when he was like 21 or something or 22 he was very young he was yeah. very wow. young yeah. and like years after he died all these british mm-hmm. artists started coming out and like yeah one of my huge influences was nick drake nick drake nick drake and, and yep. like he got a whole lot of success years after he had died. And so it's just kind of like, I wonder how and much now he's like that. A, a, essentially a household name, especially sure, like in the, yeah. in the sort of genre, like everyone. That I mean, to the point to that is, like his mother's music has come out mm-hmm. since then, wow. not because yeah. like she put it out, but just because like people found it and was mm-hmm. like, well, we want to listen to this because it's Molly Drake. It's who influenced Nick Drake. Like yeah. we want to, so I don't know. It's, it it's very good? interesting. 
it's recorded very poorly, mm-hmm. and it sounds like it was recorded a very, very long time ago. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot, of, a lot of. Uh, I mean, his albums weren't yeah. recorded particularly well yeah. either. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like eight tracks or mm-hmm. even like four tracks with just guitar and vocals. One tracks, a lot of one negative three point two tracks. I mean, it's good music. I like Nick Drake, <laughs> but yeah, Nick Drake is phenomenal. He's a great songwriter. Yeah. Here's um, the thing about negative numbers that I thought about the other day. What's I'm that? Just <laughs> this <laughs> is our. We should just title this like the Random Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Mathcast. I had this thought that there's like, you know, in math, there's imaginary numbers that you use for once you get into like calculus or whatever. Yeah. Um, In all practicality, negative numbers are also imaginary numbers because like I can't have, I mean, I can have a negative bank balance. It's happened before. But even at that point, technically I just have zero dollars. I just happen to also owe whatever next amount of dollars I have to somebody else or whatever. So it does like it makes sense in the context of money. And owing things, but besides that, I can't have negative anything. So <laughs> like, how do we bother the, with well, negative things? I mean, also, this was off the top of my head, and I didn't sure. bother to think about it more. So if you guys sure. have competing thoughts, go for it. Ele- electricity is where that really becomes mm, a sure. concept that that actually right, matters. Because it's pulling or whatever. Yes, yeah. because there's a push mm-hmm. and a pull. And yep. you're, when you're talking about voltage, there's a plus and a minus. Yeah. Because when you have an alternating current yeah. that is a sine wave, there's your zero point, mm-hmm. And then the wave, as it oscillates back and forth, is going positive and then negative yep. and then positive. So it's in, it's important to the math of electricity. Right. But, Although it not but necessarily. Again, it's, it's still like, kind of conceptual right yeah exactly. it's not really like a physical tangible uh-huh. it's just something that applies to computers yeah and but it's just like negative numbers make so much sense and we all know about sure. them and use them and stuff but mm-hmm. like kind mm-hmm. of it was just funny to think about like they're kind of imaginary ish <laughs> like yeah. but it's something that mm. next topic history so napoleon <laughs> Napoleon wasn't as short as we. He was a normal size. He wasn't as short. He He was even shorter. He just ran a really tall horse. (laughs) Next topic: science. Frogs. (laughs) Oh, I think the electricity thing fits in. Yeah. Toads and frogs don't give you warts. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, (laughs) Matt, do you have any more to share? No, that's that's all I had to share on that. Oh man, alive! Um, What a fun time! All right, I'm gonna tell us about your crazy thing. Yeah, I'll I'll finish this up. I I technically have two more, um, but one of them is going to be nice and short right there at the end. Um, Actually, this one's going to be pretty short too. I've talked about in the past couple episodes a number of times. Talked about John Mann Big Band and how it's awesome. And I'm pretty sure it's a bunch of people in like grad school for music or whatever from the videos that I saw. At least that's kind of what it seems like. They're like, you know, our age, but in grad school and real good at music and all that kind of stuff. So I also got recommended all these other like Big the <laughs> hang on. I need to find which one specifically because there was one of them called the No BS Brass Band. That seems <laughs> like a similar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll play a little bit of one of their songs just and but my favorite by far was that there was something because um ashley and i were just in the car and i was like hey read me some of the bands that um you know that are listed on here on my taste breakers because i'm curious now Mm -hmm. so one of them university of texas wind ensemble oh nice super exciting (laughs) yes spotify you understand exactly what i liked about john and big band and north texas wind symphony like Fantastic. Ooh, Nailed it. Nailed yeah. it in one. Dude, they, you could be like the hippest of the hip listener. You could start a new generation of music listeners. I mean, those songs were fine, um, but it was very much not what I was 
what I liked about John and Big Van for yeah. sure. So that was that was funny. But I'll play just a just a smidge of. Um, so this is "Ain't Even Gonna Call Ya" by No BS Brass Band. The one thing it's not recorded nearly as well as John Man Big Band stuff was. So that's I keep saying John Man. It was Jacob Man Big Band. Jacob Man Big Band. I'm so yeah. sorry <laughs> to everything in the world. Jacob Man Big Band. Um, so here's just a little John bit Man of there. "Ain't Even Gonna Call Ya." by no BS brass band. Like this is it's pretty good, but it's just like I didn't I didn't hear any BS in that. <laughs> I heard only legitimate music. Yeah, <sighs> so true. There's actually singing in that one too, but it's like not. It's kind of like a what's it called when everybody sings something together. It's not a choir thing, but like a mm. group, gang vocal kind of oh, a thing, yeah, 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 yeah. sort of. But um, yeah, it was it was, listening to it was neat. Like they used some of the lower instruments as kind of like a bass line sort of thing, and like yeah. boom boom. Like later it gets to a part where I don't know if it's a, like a tuba or a baritone sax or whatever, but it's or just I don't know whatever. Uh, but it's like which instrument was that? So good. So, but it was like it was just interesting. I thought it was really funny that they gave me those suggestions. Yeah. Um. And again, it was all right, but it just wasn't not really what you're usually listening for. Yes. Right. Exactly. Words. And mostly because I think they were still kind of treating it more like, um, more like a you know band performance where you're not really into it so much as if it was like no, we're just like a band, you know, who's playing some songs and because that's. Like the stuff with Jacob Man, Big Man, they hit hard. Like yeah. when they, mm-hmm. a bunch they're, of parts they're enjoying in, what they're doing. Hundred percent. Like yeah. they're going in the parts where they're into it, they're into it, and then the parts. But they probably also wrote what they're doing, and these yeah. that yeah. it's recommending to you yeah. are probably not. I think this one is at least the concept. I mean, here I'll let it go a little bit further when it starts singing. I don't know, just things that it's like, you know, uh, a college. Right, Texas State, you I know, think, wind ensemble. Like, yeah. they're definitely not no, writing. They're they not write that. <laughs> yeah, themselves. Okay, so here's. That screams college to me. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like some kids that are like, "Hey, we play brass like, instruments, but we want to do band stuff." Or it's got a like, little bit of like a hip hop feel to it, almost. Yeah. Like, Oh. It's, I mean, so it's like, it's all right. It just isn't like, it's yeah, not just right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I thought that was interesting. But the the moment we've all been waiting for, um, this was recommended to me on Thursday. I apologize that I'm moving my mic around, but I just have to do it. Um, the band is called Atmosphere and the song is Like a Fire, instrumental. Okay. I looked up what this band is afterwards, and I have more context on that that I'll give after playing it. Okay. But is I'm going to play. Originally, not an instrumental. Correct. Song? Okay. There is okay. this, um, which I again didn't know at the time. But so this album is a regular album of the genre that this artist is, and then this is just for some reason, as if the music is that good to stand on its own, the instrumental version. It's the karaoke version. That's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, but like that, but yeah, that's I guess. Probably. Close enough. Yeah. 
So here's this one. I'm going to play three little clips from this song. Uh, one is right at the beginning. Another one is a little bit later. And another one is right towards the end. And it's called Like a Fire Instrumental by Atmosphere. Here it goes. Oh, wait. I need to turn the volume up on Spotify. Here it goes. Okay, that's the first bit. That's just the beginning of the song. Again, this was recommended to me. I was listening to it while working on a structure import for a client of mine. I, I love that. Right so, off the bat. So that's the intro. Now, uh, moving a little further into the song, of course, as it were. Uh, this is about a minute and 15 seconds into the song. So that's further into the song. Okay. More, so more, more of just the same exact thing. Yep. And okay, I've got to make sure I, I get the right. I hope it just never changes. Here's this is uh, like two thirds of the way into the song. Um, Okay, so there you go. That's that's a sweet DJ solo. That's like I was totally getting a feel of like if Boomhauer from King of the Hill was just sitting on his couch with a beer in his hand. Reminds me of Squidbillies, I think yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Fair, yeah. If one of them like got a hold of Ableton and yeah. a like scratch. I was I like could not contain myself sitting Gosh, at work man. and it, you know how stuff is funnier when you shouldn't like oh, when sure, you, yeah, yeah. Like, it's the church giggles yeah like, exactly yeah. i was just yeah oh my goodness laughing so hard so for full context it turns out atmosphere is like uh not good white rapper um but okay. very Fantastic. fairly popular yeah so why was Fantastic. this recommended to you I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But like his top song has 32 like million plays, patch, and he's got a soul patch. He looks kind of like the guy from uh, Lincoln Park, the rapper from Lincoln Park, a little bit, but yeah, mixed um, mix with a the dude less from Smash Mouth. Yes, yeah. there you go. Mm -hmm. Thank Very you. Good Smash job. Mouth. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I don't. I didn't listen to. I listened to a little bit of other stuff mm -hmm. just to contextualize all of that so you said there is a there is a lyrical version there's a lyrical song. version okay. but like still for a lot of the song like that whole intro bit that i played earlier lyrics wouldn't have started yet into that Fantastic. um and then it's just rapping over that and stuff and it's not good mm. uh yeah it's like not weird insane clown posse kind of rap mm -hmm. type stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> so like magnets yes How did that work? How did that work? <laughs> exactly Nobody Ooh. knows. Some people know. <laughs> Some people know how magnets work. It's not magic. Oh my goodness. If you don't know what we're talking about, look up Insane Clown Posse's song Magnets because it's or, uh, called Miracles. Thank yeah, you. Miracles. Miracles. It's, it's, like, yeah, yeah. it's bad mm -hmm. and wonderful at the Just, same time. 
Well, hey, you don't know how many juggalos are listening to this, so I'd take it easy on the ICP talk. <laughs> well, come at, come at me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, you're right. You're right. Say, I would get murdered. Either. <laughs> oh, what are you anyway. paint my face. So it's, that's that's 2018. So that's our first episode of 2019. I have a question about 2018. Before before we go, what's your question? Um, just kind of closing thoughts. What do you guys plan to do differently now that we know kind of that Spotify is keeping I track of everything? More, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> see, so actually, part yeah. of it, I I did listen to things a little bit differently this year yeah. than I did last year because of some of the things that it told this you. This year so, being 2018. Yes. Okay. Um, so for instance, last year when they did this, it one of the things that it gave you instead of like you know how many hours of podcasts right. you listen to or the oldest song they did how many times you skipped songs oh and that one was really interesting because i know a lot of people who just like will skip through stuff yep. all the time yep. i tend to not do that yep, i'll same. just listen to albums and if i need to listen to something different i'll just go pick another song yeah. right so i think over all of 2017 i only skipped like 20 something songs wow out of you know mm-hmm. how many hours of music or whatever mm-hmm. and uh and so actually consciously because it kept that <laughs> statistic i very intentionally tried not to skip or not to like press the skip button, skip button mm-hmm. at all this year i probably and it ended didn't up show you the statistic and it didn't even show me the ding dang <laughs> thing. i knew you were gonna say ding dang yeah because it just felt like a ding dang moment it seemed like a ding dang moment good job it I'm was hey, they didn't show me the ding dang statistic of how many times i didn't skip anything i was kind of <laughs> mad about it actually uh, i think mm. practically speaking i'm gonna start a second uh spotify account for like mm. Joyce purposeful joyce eclectic just... stuff for practicing stuff just for all the non just like music enjoyment stuff you know i um, could do that too because I, we have the family plan or whatever oh, yeah nice. and so i could just add another account totally probably to it. that yeah. yeah yeah just to because that would really free me up from some but of my you, weird okay, so do you think that, learning stuff that by by not skipping songs you have become more of like like oh no i was just chasing that statistic <laughs> oh, okay. it's like trying to get an achievement for something yeah. that doesn't matter at all like because here's my thing if a song that i've never heard before doesn't get me in uh-huh. a minute it's done like but I, see, for the I, most part but see, even then, like, it's not that I wouldn't skip songs. Mm-hmm. I just didn't use the skip button. <laughs> so, like, right, I would go right. into the playlist and just pick a new song. Yeah, no, it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely yeah. chasing that statistic because I was just like, I wanted yep. to know if I could get it down to, like, a very small amount of. Yep, not right. that 27 is a, a lot to begin with. Right. But it, it was just kind of <laughs> That's me really chasing funny. that statistic for yep. no reason other than. I think one thing I also I'd to. like to do differently this year. Well, first of all, I, d- I do want to listen to more music. I. Although, depending on, I'm uh, fun fact. I'm also helping out with another podcast. Um, Shameless, yeah. So that's going to be fun. But plug, plug, plug. well, not even plug. Just like I'll be doing that, and that stuff is like yeah. within the wheelhouse of the other stuff I already listen to, which is like video game news and Nintendo stuff or whatever. So I can't really listen to less of that now that I'm also doing that. So I don't know, but I would like to listen to, in general more music. But especially, there's a lot of stuff I like, like on Discover Weekly, mm-hmm. and then never go back and. Yeah. Check out more of that artist, and I'd I'd like to do do that. that So, because there's a lot of artists now where I have like one song by this artist on, you know, and it's like if it's a one good song by this artist Mm -hmm. and all the rest of their songs are garbage, I don't even know if I want to keep that one song on there because like I'd rather care about artists as a whole. What I usually do instead of saving that song is to go to the artist page and start following them Mm. because I I generally don't save a lot of music from Spotify anyways. Mm. I just follow artists. Yeah. And that way, usually what happens is I go long enough 
forgetting about them, <laughs> but I then see them on my artist page and yep. think, I don't remember who this is. Mm-hmm. And then I go to their page and I start looking through their songs and yep. I don't remember which one I listened to before. So I just have to start somewhere. I uh, Yeah. It's, I think what's helpful for me is having that just one, like artist with just one song shows me this is an artist I need to investigate some sure, more. Yeah. So some of that can be kind of helpful where it's like, there's yeah. also a uh, if you want to get more into that like from radio uh no uh it, it's an extension it's a spotify extension it's called a uh, rediscover which will <laughs> save you all of your discover weekly playlists oh, yeah, yeah. so you know from i think i have going a whole year back now wow uh just rediscovered you know playlists uh so i can always go back because i i will absolutely forget about mm-hmm. artists yeah. that maybe i liked yeah um, I try really hard to, if I hear a song in one of those that I like, I, I really do try and follow the artist just to mm-hmm. like try and remember to follow up with yeah. that. Because yeah. there's been some people that like, I really like their music now because of that. Like yeah. Mouse and the Keys was one yeah. of those and, yep. and some different stuff. And so I, I like, I haven't gone back of all of the Ben Howard stuff that you've showed that mm-hmm. I really like. I still haven't gone back and actually like listened <laughs> yeah. to it, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. So there's a lot of stuff like that. that I haven't listened to his new album very much. I, I want to follow back up on that episode sponsored there's by Spotify. Just so much. Yeah. It's just so hard to, Oh man. Well, there's just so much of it yeah. too. And especially yeah. like when I'm trying to keep up with podcasts that I listen to and stuff like that, like yep. yeah. if I don't listen to podcasts in the car, then I generally don't end up listening to them. But mm-hmm. then most of the time my music listening time is in the car or yeah. it's during when I'm working. And then I still sometimes listen to podcasts when I'm working, mm-hmm. depending on what I'm doing. If I need to focus a lot, I can't listen to a podcast yeah. or I'll If I'm doing numbers kind of stuff, then I can definitely most things I can actually listen to word yeah. talking type things. But then there's if I'm writing things out, then I can't I yeah. gotta listen to like instrumental yeah. stuff. Yeah, same here. I'm uh, that's why I always have like instrumental stuff going on at work. And then like yeah, even now when I'm not in the car actively listening to something new, like, I don't know. I just, I like listening to familiar stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe I haven't heard it in a while, but it's something that I've heard before. Right. I think, and you know, I, I think sometimes we give ourselves crap for not like finding new stuff or mm-hmm. taking the time to like listen to new stuff. But you know, sometimes it's just nice to have something, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. something that you're familiar with. I mean, with. that's part and of the beauty of music is, yeah. is, is building familiarity with something mm-hmm. and and having and in using that as a tool to a kind of like remember some positive times that you have with that and yeah. and be just to just to enjoy it for what like it is. If you're constantly seeking out new stuff, then you never really have the time to become familiar mm-hmm. with anything because mm-hmm. you're always like just move on to the next. And I can't and tell you how many songs that I've listened to for like tens of years and then listened to and been like, I've never noticed this part and right. like I thought yeah. I knew all the parts of this song. Right. But then there's this thing that I just like somehow missed all mm-hmm. these times or something like that. Yeah. So, Did you know actually yeah, every song you listen to has Dobro in it? You no, just well. haven't noticed. So. You know, I actually know a guy who's really oh, good at Dobro and really? like wins awards for being super but good at Dobro. That doesn't seem like a you all would right. think, yeah, no, you, you would think like people win awards for playing Dobro, yeah. and it's like, yeah, Josh Swift, yeah, everyone gets wins an award. awards for Dobro. <laughs> every when everyone's special, no one is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that a lot of Dobro people are getting awards, though. No, you're not wrong. 2018, he got an award for. You're one of the people that plays Dobro. (laughs) Yeah, congratulations. There's so few of us. Yep, tens of us. Let's Google where can I take Dobro lessons. (laughs) Nashville. I mean, honestly, that's definitely Nashville. If there's anywhere, it is Nashville for sure. sure. Or actually, kind of in the mountains area, like Appalachia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I have friends. I mean, um. Like when Cole came on and he was telling us that he started playing guitar because, well, because he was, was Cole that was saying that? I think so. That he's out in like kind of the boondocks somewhere over towards Memphis, but not 
in there. Oh, yeah. And I think he was saying he started taking guitar lessons with the guy that, like, played banjo really well uh, yeah. and taught, like, everybody in the town or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> um, but, you know, played, like, bluegrass kind of stuff specifically. So I feel like mm-hmm. eh, maybe that's the place where he learned yeah. that stuff too. But. I, don't, I don't know if I have any, like, specific music resolutions no. for the year or anything mm-hmm. like that. I. I guess I, I'm always trying to find some like new stuff just because I do tend to get in those ruts. But I don't know. I, I do tend to like find something new and then wear it out for a little while. Yeah. Not, not not so much so that I hate it afterwards because like I still listen to Animals as leaders pretty frequently. Yeah. But I, I, I've kind of moved on to some different stuff and yeah, that I'm valid. sort of working through right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm interested to see next year's just mm-hmm. listening to what I already have been listening for the last month that's been a little bit different. And I don't know. I... I think more my musical resolutions for the year have to do with my playing more than they do my mm, listening totally, necessarily totally. because I like I've been listening I've been learning to play and, and like listening to a lot of like situa stuff mm-hmm. a lot and I don't know I, I I would like to get better at playing the more like technical mm-hmm. genres because I really like listening to that yep but I've never really like merged that I've never taken a ton of time to learn that stuff like yeah. I, I know some John stuff and I know some protest stuff and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that but I've never taken the time to like really nail it down and get it to speed yeah. and so I think that's and I've already noticed like a huge improvement in my picking mm-hmm. ability because like and this is narrow casting for guitar players <laughs> my alternating picking has never been like super good like i've got uh-huh. pretty consistent timing and like my left hand can do some pretty fast stuff mm-hmm. never really had them synced up yeah you know that's and... the same for me and actually my right hand's never been particularly good on its own either but definitely i know i can use my right hand faster and my left hand faster than i can do them together by oh sure a large yeah. margin 100 percent yes <laughs> Same for me. Yeah. And so a lot of what I've enjoyed about learning this the situa stuff has been like my synchronization between my hands has gotten yeah. a lot better, even mm-hmm. in just like the past couple of weeks that I've been working that's on that. That's a good stuff. point. So yeah. I think that's a lot of where I'm trying to go with that. Um, yep. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Any other thoughts? No, cool. man. I'm excited for this year for I'm this podcast. For yeah. This yeah. is the first year, theoretically, that we're... I mean, this is the first year that we're starting the year doing the podcast. Yeah, true. We started pretty early in, in yeah, 2019 it was like still. March, April? Mm-hmm. No, right. it was like April. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we started in like April. Mm-hmm. So we're we're coming up on a year pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have a baby before we hit a year. True that, bro. Yeah. But... True. It's pretty nuts. So yeah. thanks so much for listening to our first episode of the year. Um, welcome to 2019. It's the future is now. <laughs> Uh, three new boys, three new boys on a three new podcast. New Parker, and, Mart, and Tad, and Tad. Yep. yep. Um. So yeah, thanks so much. We really do appreciate it. Um. If you had something really interesting on your Spotify Wrapped, let us know. Send us an email to at joyceclectic. Mm, nope, joyceclectic at gmail <laughs> Which nobody really ever takes us up on that. It's so if true. you do, you should do it. I listened Please to another do. podcast where somebody mentioned, like, had been saying, you know, email stuff for a while, and was like, no one ever takes us up on that. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh well, then I should, and yeah. I did, and then more people did after that. So like, if <laughs> yeah, we no, will I mean, definitely do something with that information. If you happen to be the person that wants to do that, yeah, uh, we're not just gonna like take it and then just like hoard it to no, ourselves. Or it'll something just like be that. fun. Yeah, we were, for everybody, uh, and we'll respond to you because we get so few emails. <laughs> like we're right? definitely gonna see it. <laughs> uh, we were somebody's uh, first podcast that they'd ever like, oh, wow. actively listened really? to. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah that's somebody cute. reached out to us. Um, I think it was on oh, Facebook. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe not. But yeah, the, the, I saw the, I saw those messages. Yeah. I didn't read all of them, but you did and yeah. responded, and that yeah. was fun. So. 
Thanks for he being out. Matt. Matt yes. responded to this. Good person. job, Matt. I I remember reading through those and being like, mm. yeah, Matt responded to those. So mm -hmm. I don't really necessarily feel that I need to add to this conversation. <laughs> that, that, was, that should be a resolution. Be more active on oh, the man. promoting. It, yes, and social as, media. as a collective group, we should definitely be more active on social media. Which I will say again to anybody who's listening: if you happen to be on the social media things, it's it's way easier for us to be more active if anybody else is even a little bit active with us because yeah, just it's just interacting is it a lot feels, easier than just like posting out i feel legitimately either. guilty to write things if no if nobody's responding to them because i yes. feel like i'm actively annoying people rather than sure. even it being passive so yeah. like if if anybody appreciates it even a slight bit then it makes me feel better about doing it in the first place and then it's fun um, I just don't like making people mad or annoyed. Is Interaction there, was there an ant on your microphone? On my microphone, so that's what you just How heard. Yeah, the corner that you're in sometimes gets ants. So a little antsy over there. Mm, yeah. Too much sugar. <laughs> too much quite sugar. Antsy. So yeah, thanks. Thanks again for listening. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. Just let us know. Yeah. Just talk to us. We we're mm -hmm. here. We just want to hear your beautiful. We're gonna voice. have a super fun topic next week. I don't know what it is, but it's gonna be really fun. I feel like we probably need to do a keyboard based one because we have not talked oh, about piano or keyboards gracious. at all Let's in the entire it. time yeah. that we've been talking okay. in this 100%. podcast. And I'm not saying that from a place of annoyance. I I was just thinking about that the other day. We've like, done other instruments for sure. Yeah, we've done almost every other like. Which major instrument? Other side note: We'll probably start coming back to some of those too, because yeah. that was the plan originally. Sure, was like, yeah. I don't know, every like tenth episode, we could do a guitar solos one or whatever. And obviously, it's been thirty three episodes, and we haven't gone back to it, which is great because that means we have a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. Um, but at some point, we'll probably come back around because there's mm -hmm. lots of guitar solos, yes, lots to talk about around that and yeah. those kinds of things. So mm -hmm. we may revisit some, some of those. Do some part twos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. thanks we'll for listening to this slog of a first year episode. <laughs> um, we're sorry it's so random. Our next. Next episodes will probably be a bit more focused. No, man, more. this is the best. This is what I enjoy. No, I mean, it's fun. I, as a listener, I like this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I know mm -hmm. some people, it's like, all right, okay. I, I, okay, listen to you, I listen to you for music. And yeah. you're talking about just so much other. You talked about Christmas <laughs> for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's January. Anyways, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.